Welcome back, Dungeoneers. It's Sunday afternoon, and that can only mean one thing. <laughs> it's it's time to play Dungeons and Dragons. You're watching Dyson Dungeons, and this week we're we're at the table with. Uh, I'm David Wong. I play Nines as Tabaxi Bard. I'm Nicole Bates. I play Soria, the Changeling Druid. <laughs> Off to a great start. <laughs> and I'm Greg. I'm playing also Ralph, the Furbog fighter. And I'm Alexis Bates, your trusty dungeon mistress. Um, this week we have to talk about uh, our sponsorship drive. <laughs> Are you gonna do the NPR voice the whole time? Maybe. <laughs> Today's episode is gonna take place in three parts. The first part is opening credits and sponsorship. Second part is the actual show. And the third part is closing out with our closing credits. And, and if you're lucky, there might be an epilogue of me nervously crying in my bedroom after the episode, wondering if it was good or not. So, I'll yeah. be the only one who sees that part. <laughs> this is a, Unless we live stream it. <laughs> uh, that was a joke for our over 70 audience. <laughs> and Unless we live stream it? That wasn't a 70s joke. And for the no, but all of the NPR stuff definitely is. It was also for the under seven whose parents listen to nothing but NPR in the car. As a child of Michigan radio, I I know that. Uh, we we do have actual sponsors, like usual, but <laughs> we have our continuing sponsor, Geekified. Geekified is a tabletop gaming store out of Vinton, Iowa that meets all of your tabletop role-playing game needs. Taking online orders and now in-store orders as well. If you are looking for anything for tabletop gaming, whether it be a new board game. But we recently got a new board game that we are we haven't had a chance to try out yet. But maybe over the holiday weekend we will. And I'm excited for continuing to dive into Ravenloft. I think they have one copy left in their store right now. So if you need anything for having some fun over next holiday weekend, 4th of July, I encourage you to go check out their store and pick it up. And if you use our code at geekified.us forward slash discount forward slash dice and dungeons, that link is going to get you 5% off of your first order and buying things through that link helps support the show. So if you're looking for something fun to do inside, away from people over the holiday weekend, like all of us here, then I encourage you to buy something over at Geekified. Uh, thank you to Geekified for sponsoring us, and thank you to anyone who picks something up through that link. We appreciate it. Thank you. Um, we have, we've talked about this before, but we have a new streaming segment that we do several times a week. It's a painting segment with Soria, so take it away, Soria. Why don't you tell us some more? It's a painting segment with me. And me. Wow, tell me more. And often also, pretty much every time. Mm -hmm. Except uh, last time when you weren't there even. I know, I was busy and I wasn't able to be there, but we paint all of the set pieces that you see in the show. Um, and we will live stream some of that painting and just have a nice relaxing time chatting, you know. <laughs> Not really. Just sit back, relax, and watch paint dry, basically. Um, we do the streams on at 3 o'clock Eastern on Tuesdays and Fridays. But if people really like it, we might 
expand that out <coughs> to more days and other time slots. Uh, so come check us out during those times, Tuesday and Friday, 3 o'clock Eastern. Which is the most exciting paint to watch dry? Um, uh, the, the metallics. Actually, I think it's the green because it starts mm -hmm. out a lot more glossy but gets more matte as it dries. So you can well, really there's a more see. exciting paint that our viewers enjoy. Please put it in the comment section below. <laughs> That's right. We will even paint like swatches for you. If you want. Yeah. And yeah. just put it in front of a camera. And you can watch it dry. Anything is content. <laughs> so yeah, if there's any particular thing that you'd like, uh, we'll we'll do that. Yeah. We can even mix colors and make new colors. Yeah. It, it would like it gets pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I think we are giving off the appropriate, like, Bob Ross vibes right now. <laughs> of just, it's, it is very relaxing. I don't have a pocket squirrel. No. I kind of wish we had, like, a pet squirrel that would hang out with us. We have a lot of squirrels out back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. None of them want to hang out. No. no. <clears throat> we could uh, let the cats in. They come in anyway. Yeah, they come in anyway. We do sometimes have cats visiting on the show. So if you want um, some Bob Ross action with the occasional cat, to check us out on Tuesdays and Fridays, 3 p.m. Eastern. And if you guys like it, because uh, we have been getting a fair number of people really sitting down and enjoying just <coughs> the calm environment that it is, let us know on Twitch that you like it and show up and just sit down and kind of take a couple hours mm -hmm. and you can get and a relax. sneak peek about things you might see in this show yeah because they are the real set pieces that we mm -hmm. use here on the show um and yeah it's fun occasionally uh we might do a random stream on like a saturday or maybe a wednesday night it's just kind of a pop-up event when i can paint with soria or ulseth and um, that's when i'm not working so Every once in a while, you even get to see me on there. I'm an okay painter. I'm not great. Not as good as these two. What? You guys are really good. Paint yourself down. I'm not putting myself down. You guys are really good. Anyway, I think that is all of the announcements that we have. Um, oh, no. There is one more. We are off that holiday weekend I keep referencing, which is the 4th of July. This year, the 4th is that Sunday, which we would normally broadcast. So we are taking the holiday weekend off to, like, be with people, I guess. Is it a, is it a paid holiday? Uh, for our calendar, the 5th is a paid holiday off. I get paid on the 5th? No, you don't. Oh. Ugh. I do. I also get paid on the 5th. It's great. Yeah. So we will not be here on the... 4th of July holiday weekend. And I will not be paid on either the 4th or the 5th. No, you won't. <clears throat> but we will be back after that. So we encourage everyone to go enjoy your day. Um, get outside. Blow something up if you feel like it. <clears throat> I mean, I'm probably going to set Legally. off a few fireworks. Sure. Why not? Legally blow something up. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Probably that. But uh, go no, enjoy that weekend. That. No, pro no probably about that. <laughs> Go enjoy that weekend. We will be enjoying ourselves, taking a weekend off for that. And uh, why don't you guys go have fun? We'll be back the weekend after. 
but I think we're still planning on having the usual painting streams around that time. So uh, yeah. we will be doing those. That is the last announcement. And so, Dungeoneers, let's roll. Welcome back, Dungeoneers. Last week on Dyson Dungeons, <coughs> the group grappled with the escape of Coromanth, feeling the bitter sting of disappointment as their quarry got away. But they were able to find solace in their troubles as they were quite fruitful in recovering the lost drive orbs for the Tipulk family, and the more precisely stated drive rod for the Zweigelds. Perhaps more importantly, though, they were able to safely return their friend Otto Hartfeld to his home and away from the people who had kidnapped him. Unfortunately, the group also fell victim to a theft, apparently from someone going by the letter C, and most of their accumulated wealth was stolen from them. At the end of that rough day, not even a delicious, buttery croissant was able to brighten their spirits. And they fell asleep, depressed and confused, in the company house in Nordfeld. That is where we rejoin our group. Now, I'd like to um, make a little proposal about today's session. And we've worked uh, before the session to make sure everyone's good with this. So we have a little bit of a schedule. Because there is quite a bit of time between now and when your armor is going to be ready, when Otto will finish his research into the banner that you showed him, when the Arcane Masters will arrive to investigate the murder cult, um, I'd like to suggest that we spend several days seven specifically to give enough time for everything to happen um picking some <laughs> activities and whatever activities you guys pick we just go ahead and roll with them and we just see how that goes focusing on that for each day of the week yeah okay mm -hmm. wow well even though that was a wonderful long rest I am feeling very depressed and confused. How about you? I'm, I'm okay. I, oh, I got good. to use a fair amount of my money. That's why 
the you wisely again. You wisely spent everything you had as opposed to saving it. <laughs> That's what That's I was taught. Always spend everything you have. Yes. It makes room for more money later. We do need to report to Soloth what has happened and find out if he has any way of compensating us for our loss. After all, it did happen here, right, right under his nose. My guess is he'll give us a, a dry no. And we will take no for an answer? <laughs> He's our boss. Well, <clears throat> I go knock on Zoloth's door. All right. From the inside, you hear a little stirring. It's, you know, still fairly early in the morning. And Soloth comes, opens the door, just a crack. See who's rousing him. <clears throat> can I, um, can I help you, Seth? Well, I certainly hope so. I hope you have not had breakfast yet. Um, no, no, I haven't had breakfast yet. Good. Oh, <laughs> okay. I want you to know. I want you to know that there has been a robbery right under your nose in this very building. That's a... Well, that's bad. Yes, it is very bad. Um, the three of us, Nine, Soria, and I, have lost a considerable amount of money. And it happened here, right under your nose in this very building. <laughs> You're complaining to the I, manager? <laughs> I... Um, Sorry to hear that you were robbed. What did what was taken? Um, well, in my case, in excess of three thousand five hundred gold. It's a fair sum of money. Uh, yes, and I believe the loss was just as great for Nines and somewhat less for Zoria. I am wondering <clears throat> if the Company of Blades has any way of compensating us for this loss, since it happened right under your nose in this very building. <laughs> you continue to make that, on the nose. make that point. Uh, we do not have any official policies about reimbursing for stolen items. Ah, since you have no policy one way or the other, then you can make your own decision. Um, yes, I suppose that's true. Well then, please consider the responsibility that you have to the party who had believed this to be a safe location. And we will be back to hear your decision later today. Sure. Is there anything else I can help you with? If you can help with that, that will be enough. I go get breakfast. <laughs> so how are you going? Soloff doesn't get me. <laughs> Solas said there was no policy one way or the other and that he can make his own decision. I encouraged him to make a decision in our favor. Did you threaten him? No. Do you think that would help? Did you... Yeah, why don't you try that? Ah. Well, if we do not like what he says when we return later today, perhaps we will try that. <laughs> well, this is going to be a short adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I have breakfast. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> you have breakfast. Okay. <laughs> Is there anything in since you occasionally do request 
particular things. Is there anything in particular you would like for breakfast this morning? No, I'm satisfied with what's what's up there. All right. Being, I would like about 3,500 gold. Dipped. Yes, <laughs> 3,500 gold. There's uh, not gold on the menu. They didn't put that out on the buffet this morning. Sorry. <laughs> Perhaps later this evening for dinner. <laughs> Let's let request that for dinner. <laughs> The well the younger steward, the steward in training, is there. Oh, was there something that you wanted for dinner? Yes, we need about thirty-five hundred gold each. each. Maybe like twenty-five hundred for Soria. Oh, that 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 is a great sum of gold. Oh. Are you talking about a? Is there a food? called like a small grain or something or like are you talking well, we about the money this in platinum actually because there's less coins for me to carry so it is the money yes okay um i don't think we have any of that in the kitchen uh, well, where do you keep it then <laughs> we only keep a small box of Basically, supply money. It only well, has. You can give it to us at dinner. That's fine. It only has a few silver, usually at any given time in it. I would like musk ox stew for dinner. Musk ox. I'm not sure if we have that, but we might be able to get that. I'll I'll uh, head out into the market today and see if I can't find it for you. Thank you. Yes. You're getting a lot more confident. Well, you know, I've been at the job a few weeks now, starting to feel more comfortable. What does a stewardship pay? A modest, but reasonable sum. Usually it's uh, between two and four gold a week. <laughs> and just between you and me, what's your name? I'm not allowed to say. That is an unusual name. <laughs> I think you should tell us, and I do a persuasion check. <laughs> uh, go ahead, sure. That is a 25. I pull out my crowbar. <laughs> so you're doing an intimidation. <laughs> <laughs> Are you... Do you really pull up the crowbar? No, but that's a good place to keep names so I can remember. <laughs> like, I always have my crowbar with me. <laughs> my trusty crowbar. You're a child. We have crowbar. Um, all right. The child didn't even take it. <laughs> Just took my money. <laughs> so he he looks around. And the name's Stephen. Don't tell anybody. You guys seem all right. You hit that like on the head. Like you needed twenty-five. What well, good? I only that was that was the threshold. chance of doing that. That was the threshold I set, and you hit it. So there you go. Well, well done. So what what shall we do today then? Well, I was thinking. <gasps> I have 
a little project I want to do to try and understand Fervin. That's like super deadly Fervin energy a little better, mm -hmm. right? But I was thinking that maybe we could visit Todriana and learn how to do that uh, Fervin detection spell that she showed us because we seem to have to deal with it a lot and it would probably be helpful for us if we could make sure we're not walking into something that will make our faces melt off or something. I'm in favor of not having our faces melt. So, yes, let us That's do that. That's how I get all my gold, is face, is face melting. <laughs> oh, not literal, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, shall we go to Tojiana's then? I think so, yes. Execute! <laughs> we go to Todriana's. <laughs> All right. You head over to Todriana's, and uh, like most days, you find her doing her best to keep the museum organized. She's just sort of, uh, you know, uh, putzing about in the museum, cleaning little things here, trying to organize some things uh, over there. And when you enter the store, she looks, well, museum, really, not store. When you enter the museum, she looks over and goes, Oh! Hey, guys! Hi, Daddy. Hey, I, I'm surprised to see you back. Why? <laughs> no one really comes here. <laughs> I'm surprised you guys came back, you know, once, but this is twice. Well, this is nice. Zoli says hello. Aww. <laughs> I need to have another bottle of wine with him. By the way, do you know any secrets about him that I could use to, like, mess with him when we're playing Testaxis? Hmm. Testaxi disrupting kind of secrets. Yeah. I'll have to think about that one. Uh, I don't know. Um, well, we came here for two reasons, primarily. Oh, okay. We've been dealing with a lot of fervent tech. I'm sure Soloth told you about, um, all the stuff that we recently got from out in the woods. Oh, yeah, the local city guard actually recruited me to help sort it all out. <laughs> it's a big mess. Yeah. You're welcome. Really messed it up, but, um... Since we seem to be dealing with this fervent tech constantly, and it seems pretty dangerous, I was hoping you could teach us how to cast that energy detection spell. Oh, yeah. The fervent sense. At least that's what I call it. Fervent sense. How long you spend working on that name? <laughs> um... Well, it started as the Fervent Energy Sensory yeah, Channeling Spell. And then it slowly evolved from a channeling sort of structure into a ritual cast. It took me about five years to figure it all out. So you created it, though? Well, not alone. Now, a couple of people within the Fervent Guard were also pretty interested in coming up with something to help them out with that. And we worked on it together. Cleric, wizard, myself. 
we figured out something that would work. What was the name of your group? They didn't have a name. How come mm. no one has names? Like us. We were just friends. <laughs> Except really bad names. Do you guys, like, name your friend groups? We're, we're, we're more of an adventuring party. Do they have names? It's bad ones. <laughs> Maybe you guys should get a good one. Can you think of any? That's a great idea. Um, no. <laughs> not, not off the top of we're my head. We're looking for something a little, a little better than the salt worthy. Why did they call themselves that? I think they're worth their salt, but it's really not great. That's stupid. Yeah. Whoever came up with that is like pretty dumb. <laughs> well then, um, Bourbon sense. Yes, Zoria would like to learn that. I do not know if I can learn such a spell or not, but, but I will try. Nines might be able to as well. Yes, I have three spell slots, is what I call it. put a number on it and say I have about three spells I can cast at any given day. Well, anyone who can you know, cast some form of magic should be able to learn this. I I tried to make it to in, you know, concert with people who cast both arcane and divine magic so that they could, you know, kind of spread this around. So you guys should be able to. Um, are you ready to learn it now? I mean, yeah, I guess. Oh, oh, okay. Um, it takes a little bit of space. Give me like a couple minutes. I gotta go clear out an area. Oh, thank you. And she totters off to the back and uh, you just see her start like moving boxes out of the way, kind of haphazardly shoving things around. Do we want to threaten her for money too? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it just seemed like the thing to do today, so. No, just Zoloth. He is responsible. And, and the steward. Maybe we felt worthy. We threatened them too. Hmm. Perhaps, well, if we see that child, perhaps. we can get our three gold back. <laughs> My three gold. <laughs> After a few oh, minutes. Oh, it splits evenly over three people. It's yes. perfect. <laughs> After a few minutes, um, Todorana comes back and uh, summons you into this kind of large storage area that's rather unceremoniously had a whole bunch of stuff shoved outside of it. And on the floor, she's made a very big, clear area. She looks at you. Okay. Now, the first thing that you need to do is, hmm. I don't think there's enough room for both of you to like practice this, so I guess just watch me, all right? Uh, do you guys like keep things around to draw circles with? Yeah, I like charcoal mm -hmm. and chalk, chalk and stuff. I have that. Okay, good. Needs to be a big one. Um, uh, a big drawing thing or a big circle? A big circle. Here, I'll show you. And she makes this, you know, mostly, circular spherical shape and it's about 12 feet in diameter and then once you get the circle down 
Now you have to draw a smaller circle on the inside, much smaller. And she makes a circle about two feet in diameter. Okay, now we need to make all sorts of lines and they don't have to be perfect every time, but you know, the more, the, the better you make them to this design, the better results you're gonna get with the spell, the longer it'll last. And she starts drawing out additional lines with a piece of chalk she's been using that just sort of crisscross. And when they come to the center, they she doesn't draw a line through the center. She continues the line on the other side of that center circle. And she's got some are arcs, some are straight lines. Some are sort of zigzagging. Okay. Now that you've got your circle and your lines and your inner circle drawn, you need to sit down in the center. I suppose you could stand, but you're going to be here for a few minutes, so I generally recommend sitting. And she sits down cross-legged in the center of the circle and puts her hands out on the lines next to her. It doesn't matter what lines you touch because they're all interconnected. You need to come into contact with them. And now, do everything you can to focus on the energy you feel from this circle. You'll, you'll start to feel it. And you need to keep moving towards that. It's a little hard to explain, but when you're doing this, it'll make a lot more sense. So give me a few minutes here and I can show you what the end result is like. So she sits down, legs crossed, arms stretched out, touching these lines, and she closes her eyes and seems to enter sort of this meditative state. Around 10 minutes pass, excuse me. And she then opens her eyes again. And she holds out her hand to you. Here, you can actually feel it too. And when you touch your hand, you get this sort of like pins and needles kind of energy from it. It's almost like the sensation of a limb falling asleep when you've got, you know, lost a little blood circulation and everything. And she says, here, follow me, keep holding my hand. And she moves out of the room and then towards what you've seen before, her more secure, protected chamber that's a little smaller. And as you get closer and closer to it, that sensation is stronger. That sort of pins and needles, the feeling grows stronger and stronger. Now, if you were to open this door, you'd start to feel eh, pretty uncomfortable. If the fervent power ever becomes too much and it could hurt you, this spell's designed to give you a really bad headache until you back away. 
And the way that it works is that you can follow that feeling of pins and needles anywhere that it leads you. It can only pick up fervent energy within about 30 feet. But if you feel it, you can follow those senses and it'll lead you right there. If there's like a fervent crystal buried underground and you're within 30 feet of it, your feet will start to feel it. If it's, you know, off on your right side, you, the right side of your body kind of tingle and you can follow those senses to wherever that energy is. It's pretty useful. Do you guys want to give it a try? The circle can be used by more than one person. Sure. You go first. <laughs> I will spend some time though also sketching the circle so I can sure. recreate it later. But I will sit in the circle and do the meditation. Okay. Just as Todrana had described, when you sit in the center of the circle and place your hands on the lines, you you start to feel that sort of pins and needles energy just everywhere over your whole body. And the longer that you sit there focusing on that energy, sort of reaching out mentally towards it, the stronger that sensation becomes. And in this focus, you lose sort of a sense of time for a little while here, but it becomes clear when to stop because now your body feels like it's kind of harmonized and that general sensation over you has ceased and now you're picking up fervent energy like you can feel it as you move your hands through the air and shift your position you can actually feel the fervent energy and you can feel where these items are sending it out it's not incredibly precise and you're overwhelmed with a lot of fervent energy in this place but it's very clear how this would work to you. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Tati. Well, yeah, of course. Do you want to give it a try, Knights? Sure, I'll sit in your circle. <laughs> and I do what Soria did. <laughs> okay. When you sit down, you feel the same sort of sensation that pins and needles over your body. Yeah, with you, something slightly different also happens your fur starts to get a little puffy mm -hmm. and a little standing on end just a bit as this energy is kind of coursing up through you and when that same moment of clarity hits after about 10 minutes uh, your fur at that point is very puffed but it quickly fades and goes back to its normal resting position and now you too can feel the fervent energy around you. And you can use your Does tail. Does my fur like... <laughs> yes, can I use my tail as a... Like uh, an antenna? Divinity rod to see yeah. if I could... Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely part of your body and you have sensation in it. And this is um, giving you the ability to sense where that energy is through your tail, just, just as well as your hands are. So, yes even better because it's a tail and they don't have one true they don't have one that i'm aware of <laughs> i just grow a tail <laughs> does that 
If I grow a tail, do I feel it in the tail? Yeah, you do. I mean, pop back in. <laughs> you're, a, you're a changeling, so it's part of your physiology. <laughs> yeah. Do you also, wanna... if you should try it just for funsies. I will try it to see if it is fun. When you sit down in the center of the circle, you do feel that same sort of energy. And you spend some time there, but it never quite hits that sort of moment of clarity. However, as you're sitting there sort of feeling this energy while you're doing that, you you can kind of get the sense of where some things are. In more like mechanical terms, what's happening is you can use this ritual circle to help feel the things around you, but you aren't in tune enough with like magical forces. So with arcane energies or divine energies to uh, kind of keep that channeling up when you're not in contact with the circle. But while you're there and sitting in it, you can feel that energy. So you now know what what that sensation feels like. Well, I was able to, I believe, feel what it uh, is that you feel. But um, my limited frivolic magic is not enough to allow me to carry it outside of the circle. Limited? You have some? I do have some frivolic magic, yes. He's turned invisible multiple times. I can. I can. How would I know that? I never see that. <laughs> I can detect magic. And I am also able, although I have never done this, hmm, I can disguise myself once per time I rest, um, including changing my size. Really? Yes, I can do that. Although I never have had occasion to do that. Can you look like so me? I can't even change your size that much. Um, can you make yourself look like Maggie? I do not think I can change myself that much. It is a disguise magic. Um, and I can become shorter. Um, I don't know. I, I, I do not believe I have tried this since I was very young. Mechanically, what's it called? It's called... It's called Furball Magic. Furball Magic. And you, that, it's what allows him to cast Detect Magic. He can also use it to disguise self. The spell disguise self? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, then you could make yourself look like Maggie. And hmm. that's why Ulseth is able to, within the circle, feel these energies and understand this flow but isn't well-trained enough to carry that magic outside. All right, make yourself look like Maggie. <clears throat> I, I attempt I attempt to make myself look like Maggie. Um, you know, you actually pull off a pretty good rendition. If someone were to examine you closely yeah, or start asking you more probing questions about to what wow. what's going on with that like what why why are you sort of by comparison to Maggie's uh, hair color you know why is your hair off mm -hmm. but you know you actually pull off a pretty convincing uh, passable Disguise as Maggie. It's not what Soria can do, but it's it's not bad. Maybe for a How long did it 
That was mechanically. How long did it take for him to turn into Maggie? Around mechanically, it's a one round spell. It's a full standard action to cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I turned myself into Elsa. <laughs> <laughs> well, well when I woke freaky up, Friday, I was I was feeling <laughs> depressed and confused, and now I continue to feel confused. <laughs> Well, I had not done that, anything like that since since a very, very long time ago. Maybe. When I was young. Perhaps perhaps this would be useful at some point. Maybe us furbolgs and you changelings have something <laughs> in common. <laughs> okay. Toddy's just sitting over there now with a uh, small bowl of popcorn that you didn't no, she had sitting around. She's just sitting there munching on popcorn, watching. I, I uh, as soon as I noticed, I would try to take some of that popcorn. Toddy. I go. turn back into Maggie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it's like we're seeing double. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any more of that popcorn? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Uh, there's a whole big old thing of it in the back. I love this stuff. Make it all the time. Oh. Does she just have, like, one of those machines? Like... One of those like popcorn making like carts. It's a fervent popcorn making chart. I mean, it's toady, so yeah, yeah. It it's definitely Fervin didn't make like a popcorn machine, but she has definitely made a popcorn machine with Fervin tech. Hmm. When you do you want to go and like look at her popcorn machine? No, I just want to get some popcorn. Okay. (laughs) So it's very much a DIY kind of project. The tape everywhere. And no, I mean, she's pretty handy. But you can tell there's like some fine touching sort of finishes that is lacking. So there is a large glass chamber that sits with a, a basket that's got a whole bunch of um, popcorn kernels that just kind of funnel in from a chute on the top. It's like a whole hopper up there. And it looks like there's a weighted system at the bottom that sits over one of those fireless frying pans that you have. And when it gets light enough, it would release more popcorn down into the pan below where she's set up a stirring device and a little oil drip <laughs> and it, it, it this thing is basically set up to just make popcorn non-stop is this why this museum always smells like popcorn yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is a wonderful machine it appears to do for popcorn what nine's keg does for meat and water Wait, do you have like, you have some special mead keg? Yes, you, of course, isn't everyone? Did you get that drowning in magic? You? Yes. I've always thought about getting one of those. Is the mead sure good? great. It's okay. You want some? Sure. <laughs> I will get her one of my plus one mugs. It's and... only like nine mo- nine in the morning, right? Let's all get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> we just did a magic, so of course we should drink. <laughs> as 
<laughs> it, it's probably about like 11 o'clock or so. Yeah, it's now. always noon somewhere. And you get the sense in this interaction that Toddy's definitely a day drinker. <laughs> and a night drinker. And... and she just likes having like some wine, some mead, some, but probably not beer. You get the sense she likes like sweeter things. And she takes a swig of the mead from one of your plus one mugs. Hm. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, you get as much as you want, like over time. You know, you get a few glasses yeah, like a day. Four glasses. But that's pretty nice. Or as I call an afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Ah. 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 <laughs> so sorry. Uh, for about five yeah. minutes. I mean, Maggie. Yes. You said that there were two things. One was to learn this spell. Yes. What was the other? Well, I was letting them bond over mead. Oh. <laughs> popcorn. Um, and popcorn. Tati. Yeah. I was wondering if, uh, if uh, you would be willing to let me set up an experiment. I mean, maybe. What are you hoping to experiment on? So you have that secure room that's pretty dangerous to be in, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was wondering if you'd let me put some plants in there for an extended period of time to see what happens to them <laughs> after exposure. They're not like plants that can eat you or anything, right? Those they're, exist, they're not they? starting that way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what will happen with the fervent energy. Mm. But yes, there are plants that will eat you, but the none of these will. energy make a plant that can eat you. Hmm. Well, now I gotta find out. Yeah, sure. Hang on a sec. She puts on like this big protective um, smock and this face mask and some gloves. Do you have like nine boxes I could fill with some dirt for the flowers? I had sorry, uh, one of my oh, small sure. boxes. Oh, sure, yeah, just uh. She's behind a face mask. <laughs> Yeah, like this big shielding thing. Yeah, sure. Just go ahead and empty out like any of the boxes around here. All right. I just start dumping fervent tech on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it fits in with the decor. That's mm -hmm. basically what she's doing. I will go out. I assume there's some dirt outside. Um, sure. Okay. Why not? Do a dirt check. <laughs> it, it's dirt. I'm not going to oh, like. Yeah, there's a lot of dirt. There's not. <laughs> there's not dirt around here. There's 18 dirt. Nordfeld is far too <laughs> um, clean for dirt. Nothing. Goes. I would like to Nothing fill goes. nine boxes with dirt, and I'm going to use my staff of flowers to sprout um, a flower in each of them of a different type. So like a daisy, some more hardy things like a thistle. Sure, yeah. Um, just a wide variety of different flower types that I can think of, and from ranging from delicate to more hardy. Okay. So you planted a daisy, you're going to plant an Audrey? <laughs> Is that a flower? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, so if you don't mind just setting those in the room with all your gear on and um 
I'll come back in like a week and see what happened to him. Yeah, no problem. I'll just uh, send him on in there. <laughs> she opens up the door and. Ow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot to warn you guys. And she, spell. she <laughs> places all of the boxes of dirt with flowers in them along a, a along one of the shelves in there and then closes the door <sighs> boy I hate it when I cast that spell and then go in that room <laughs> yeah I probably should have done that first huh <laughs> <laughs> well thank you very much for your cooperation what do you have in there that's so super dangerous Stuff. <laughs> there, I think there was one more thing. We had talked earlier about taking the um, repair kit to the fervent guard. Oh, the one we left here. Yes, the one we left here. Cody. Cody yeah. I was wondering. We were wondering. You had mentioned that the fervent guard may be interested in the repair kit that we had found earlier. Would you mind if we took it and then delivered it to them to see if they are interested? No, go right ahead. Um, actually, it's just on the counter up front. Okay I'll, okay, I'll pick it up and carry it on our behalf. Thank you. All right. You have that, so uh, feel free to make a note of that in your inventories. Anything else I can help you guys with? Um... You know how we can get rich quick? <laughs> um, I found the best way to like being like getting rich is to already be rich or be born into being. Rich. Well, we already tried that. It didn't work out. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> well, all right. I got nothing then. Hmm. She has nothing. She's doing worse than us. All right, well, um, no, I think we're good on what we wanted to do here. Okay. But I'll come back and check on those flowers later, and you can maybe make a note if you see any changes. Sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Don't forget to water them. Yeah, and make sure they don't eat you. Good. Water, don't eat me. <laughs> Wait. Oh, you got it. Yeah, oh, you're okay. Good. <laughs> good. Anything else you guys want to do? Um, no, nothing. I have nothing more for Maybe go, go find pretzels or something. <laughs> um, sure. Let's see. We're down near the center of the city, so why don't we find the pretzel stand that all the lobbyists take the politicians to? Hmm. There's a, well, there is a pretzel stand nearby that you remember from your like very first time that you had a pretzel, like a good pretzel day. That's, That's around here. Right, it's near the clothes mm -hmm. shop. Yeah. Well, I'll buy a pretzel. All right. I'll also buy a pretzel. We'll all buy a pretzel. Different ones. I have a pretzel day. Please uh, take one copper out of here. Uh, I have change for gold. 
<laughs> the pretzel stand. Um, no. <laughs> I'll cover you nines. <laughs> Me and poor works again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if that's we're gonna role play a uh, uh, teenager like taking the pen out and just like making sure it's real gold. Wait, no. This is the uh, this is the stand that they have to say have a pretzel day at. <laughs> we all stand there. So we're waiting. I think you have to say it for each pretzel, right? Oh man, you got You're not gonna make me say it, are you? To each of us. Oh, now I pull out my crowbar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, farts. Um, uh, have a pretzel day. Thank you. Have a pretzel day. Thank you. Have a pretzel day. Oh. I'll, I'll slide them a sulfur. <laughs> wow. What a tip. <laughs> I guess you are having a pretzel day. Well, I am now. <laughs> This is now, great. Now you know what it is like. Um, I'm pretty sure that whatever kind of day I'm having, it has nothing to do with pretzels anymore. How <laughs> are the pretzels? They're good. Okay. This has been a consistently good pretzel stand. Pretzel stand. Mm-hmm. And they wish us well. Mostly. You know, anyway. they, they wished you more well after the silver tip. That was. We did make him say how about press all day three times. Only you once did. to each of us. <clears throat> all so right. So no. Is there anything else we wanted to do? Maybe if Solasin. So we've been dealing with a lot of like names of places and things that I'm wholly unfamiliar with. Like, mm -hmm. I, I've heard about this Korma Republic, which might have been the ones who took my family, but I don't really know much about it. This is true. And you have to find out stuff about Kosteria, so maybe Solath could just, like, fill us in on some of the basics of where we are and what's going on. I'm sure he would be Maybe glad to see me again. give us a job somewhere. Yeah, you are really polite this morning. Yes. Yes. Perhaps he has another assignment. Perhaps someone has asked for us by name. <laughs> so, you head back to the company house then? Yeah, mm -hmm. I think so. Alright. It's, you know, about three in the afternoon, basically. And when you go look for Soloth, he's out for the day. Playing to stack to stack these. Uh, the steward asks, however, is there anything else that I can help you with? Daylon asks the steward. For a gold back? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're gonna need to let the gold go. We did let the gold go. Yes. That's the problem. You're, you're very... That is a problem. Yes, nice. I agree. You understand. You seem very attached to gold for someone like me who has really only loosely grasped the concept of money recently. No, it is an injustice. It is an injustice, and I wish it to be done right. Uh, they took my shiny thing, and I want it back. Well, I think we'll probably need to get Coromanth for that. Mm -hmm. Steward. Yes. 
we find ourselves dealing with intense geopolitical forces. Oh, um, how so? <laughs> the person in our last mission has been hired by the Cormor Republic and the Costerian, Costeria, and one of our party members was arrested by the Glendrangan Imperial Army. Hmm. Or forces, or whatever, guard. And I'm from the wilds, and I have, like, a very loose sense on, like, like, this is the biggest city I've ever been in. I am also from the fervent wilds, and have a much even looser sense of what all of these things are. I'm a tabaxi, and my world ends with these walls. (laughs) 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 So, uh... Are you requesting a geography lesson? Yes. Preferably with visuals. (laughs) If you would like, I could arrange for a geography lesson tomorrow at the town library. Oh, I was thinking of going to the library anyway. That would be a good use of our time to find out where and what these things are that they keep speaking of. They have several rooms for meetings and presentations at the library. Usually they are used by local city officials. But I have the ability to reserve one. I think that would be great. Yes. Does it cost money? No. Oh, that would be really great. (laughs) (laughs) Then I shall make the arrangements and... Is there a particular time that you would like to have the presentation at? Well, I think there's some stuff I wanted to research in the library anyway, so maybe we'll just stay at the library most of the day tomorrow and mm-hmm. Lust Nines gets really bored. Why me? Why can't he get bored? He doesn't get bored. He gets fiery about injustice. Luckily, you won't find any injustice at the library. That is good. I think I think that almost any time tomorrow, after a reasonable breakfast, let's would be say fine. nine. Yes. <laughs> nine a.m. No. <laughs> nine FM. Yes. <laughs> Very well. I shall make the arrangements for a nine o'clock presentation. Tomorrow morning. Is there anything else that I can help you with? Do you want to yell at him, too? No, they are useless. They are of no help. Uh, Wow. (laughs) The steward raises an eyebrow. Like he just helped us. And then goes... And sees himself back to his station. I'm I'm still put out by the injustice of this all. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Perhaps I'll feel better if I have a pretzel. <laughs> yeah, you're very cranky today, also. <laughs> you need some mead. I'll All take right. edge off. Ah. Then uh, why don't we is, conclude the day there? Is the mead better in the in the uh, buffet than the one from the keg? 
it, you, you know, it's probably about the same quality. It, it is a different flavor. So uh, perhaps I should make preference. a comparison between your mead and their mead. Yes, just keep drinking. What could go wrong? <laughs> is there muskox stew in the evening? There is. Yeah. Mm, the stew is quite good. It reminds me of home. You're reminded of home? I'm reminded of home. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and make a pretzel day check. You're just, you get to make several of these this uh, session guidance. if you want to. Nat 20. Wow. <laughs> Do I get guidance? Um, this isn't a skill check. Uh, nat, Do we nat add one. anything or is it just <laughs> one? No. Oh. And how about nines? Do we add anything or no? Nope. No, then I got a straight 13. All right. Well, that should improve your mood tomorrow. Mm. <sighs> so, Ulsef, you have like pretzely dreams <laughs> and you just sleep super soundly. You, you ate your fill of dinner, but like you didn't need to eat that much because that pretzel was just like perfect. And a lot of meat. And everything was just marvelous about that pretzel. Go ahead and you have inspiration, you have deem inspiration. You have inspiration for your pretzel, you know. You got a nat 20 on your pretzel day check. I, I feel obligated to give you... To give me inspiration. To give you DM inspiration for that. <sighs> that well was a wonderful pretzel day, and I do feel inspired. I... And a whole lot less depressed and much less confused. Something about that pretzel doesn't settle well with you, and you have sort of a restless night. On the toilet. Like, on and off. Oh, I you should go back and get your silver back. I make myself look like nine, so at least it's nine <laughs> suffering through this instead of me. <laughs> okay, you do that. And nines, the, the pretzel was fine. It, it was slightly better than average. It was a good pretzel. You're not disappointed. I feel like, like consistency is important at a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Something about these uh, these particular ingredients... Maybe it was just too greasy. Maybe. Could be. Too much salt. Now I want to make pretzels. Maybe I'll make pretzels this weekend. <laughs> and these two perk up. They're like, pretzels. Pretzels, eh? All right. The next morning. Library day. <laughs> you wake up. Yes. Ah. <laughs> That was a marvelous evening. I it feel much, much better today. It was awful evening, also. Oh, oh, nines. Oh, what has happened? Oh, nines. But what has... One of you is okay and one of you is not. I do not yes. know what... Yes, Thoria, you suck. Stop <laughs> pretending to be me. No, I do what I want. <laughs> This is uh, this is a good would, start to the day. We're off to a strong start, folks. Uh, I would be confused by this if it not had been for that wonderful pretzel day yesterday. This is okay. It was not good at all. I have a, a light breakfast. Okay. Yep, and then uh, I'll turn back into Maggie. Oh, welcome back, Maggie Zoria. <laughs> I'm going to just have, like, dry toast. There is definitely dry toast. 
that you can help yourself to. Mm-hmm. Um, fritters? Oh, don't say fritters. <laughs> so that's how you know she's not actually nines. Yes. I also am not looking like you anymore. <laughs> well, you don't have to look like me to be nines. <laughs> nines is a state of being. <laughs> we go to the library. Okay. You head to the library, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a little sign that's at the front that has, like, meeting venues and locations. Well, maybe they put our party name on it. Oh, let us see. That would be convenient. It just says Company of Blades presentation. Huh? Yeah. And directs you to Is that the... our name? Company of Blades presentation. <laughs> <laughs> Company of Blades nine. presents nine. <laughs> Nines plus one. <laughs> oh god, Nines you plus one. Name. Nines plus one is going to eventually become our name because nothing else comes. <laughs> Don't blame me. So we go to the presentation. It's up on the third floor. Which you haven't been to yet. Oh, are you able to handle these stairs yeah, on your own? I'm fine. <laughs> Okay, so we need to do a stairs check. Nope. We're good. <laughs> no. I got a 19. I'm not rolling. <laughs> we get there. Eventually. You find the um, other steward that you've seen. The female steward that you've seen in the company house. Is that standing in the front of the room? I've heard that you require a presentation on basic geography. Is that correct? And political, basic politics as well would be good. Understood. So if you would like, please have a seat and I shall do my best to explain the world that you're in. It's not actually all that uncommon for us to give these presentations. There are many individuals in this part of the world that come from the Furven Wilds and find themselves a bit out of touch with all of the relationships. So, we shall start exactly where you were from, the Furven Wilds. And we, we didn't actually call them that. I had assumed as much, but do you have a name for them? I mean... Home? (laughs) Yes, I do, but it's in a different language. Now, would you like to share it with me? Uh... Yeah, share with first of class, Soria! (laughs) Restari. Restari. Interesting, I have not yet heard that name. There are many names for the Furvan Wilds. And each group often has their own colloquial term for it. Now, I believe that you, Miss Soria, you are from somewhere in the center. And she pulls back a couple of panels and there's a large map of the continent. This is the continent of Retun. Here in the north are the Furvan Wilds. And the map that you're seeing has a long sort of bean-shaped continent 
And the Fervent Wild takes up not a little bit more than the upper third of this continent. It's a huge landmass. And I believe that you are from somewhere in the center of this region. North and, center, yeah. And she points to an area that's surrounded by lakes and some rivers. This uh, particular marshland is where I believe you had indicated you were born. Yes? Yes, near there. And Mr. Useth. Yes, I am from the eastern part. I believe near where the elves are from. Ah, I see. And... My village did have a name. Do you recall the name of your village? Yes, it was Vanich. I don't believe that is recorded on this particular map. I am not surprised I was the only one left. Then it does not surprise me either if it is not recorded. How unfortunate that you are the only one left. I'm very sorry to hear that. Now, your village, was it heavily wooded? Yes, it was very wooded. Um, to the north, there were hills and caves. Oh. And further north, mountains, I believe. Then you were probably in this region. And she gestures to a region much farther east within the Fervent Wilds, about two-thirds down the length of the Custerian border mm. with the Wilds. And several uh, several inches up from that borderline. Now, so the, the Custerian kind of wraps around? Uh... Yeah, because Kosteria and Glindering both have long borders with the Fervin Wilds, and if you were mm -hmm. to lay them out on a globe, their borders would kind of stretch slowly up like mm -hmm. that around it. And they're they're uneven; they kind of waver. The spot that she's actually pointing to is an area just south of a very large lake that, based on the shape seems to, you know, be reminiscent of one that you were familiar with. Seems to be roughly the same shape, although that was quite a bit north from your village. You traveled there on occasion when mm -hmm. on a long hunting trip or looking for particular types of clay and supplies. So do you think that she's got it about right? Because it seems to be within the region that you recall. You are currently in the country of Glindring. Glindring is the founding country of the... Well, now... We might say defunct. Although they would say... Um... Resting. Empire of Cormor. The Glindring kingdom is ruled over by the Ulfsdane family. I believe that you've heard that name before. Yes. The Ulfsdanes go back millennia. They are the founding family of the country and came to rule by their alliance with the Red Dragons. Which we have met. Yes, as I have so unfortunately heard. 
the Wolfsteins are rather famous for preferring peaceful solutions and diplomacy over aggressive campaigns and outward hostility. Although they have a rather impressive army, and certainly their forces are the more well-equipped in the world, they prefer not to use them. Its capital, Drogmara, sits both in, on, and around a large, almost singular mountain. It is volcanic, this mountain, and it hides the Great Red Brood. Within it, they all live, and to this day, that is where they reside. The capital is on a lonely peak off to the side of the mountain. The actual palace rests there, and there's a great deal of commerce. It is the largest city within the country, but hardly the oldest. For the dwarves themselves come from southern regions, near the mountains. And she gestures towards the southern border of Glindring. And she points at this long mountain line. This is the Drang Peaks. They separate Glindring and the Comor Republic. They are all but impassable. And the only way to go through these mountains is to use old dwarven mining tunnels. Although many of them have fallen to neglect. And the old passageways are not always kept open. There's a great deal of hostility between Glindring and the Cornwall Republic. Mostly on the part of the Republic. You see, Glindring had expanded by creating a political alliance with many former smaller kingdoms and principalities that now make up the Cornwall Republic. They unified the state and built a grand city to serve as a new imperial capital, the city of Korma. And she points to a spot. There's a city marked between a smaller lake and the larger lake Domar, which you guys are actually familiar with as Whitfeld sits quite near it. Whitfeld, where you came from, sits on the northern shores of Lake Doma. Korma sits roughly in between the southern shores of Lake Doma and off to the north of the smaller Lake Julia. It was built to commemorate the founding of the Cormarian Empire, ruled over by the Imperial family, the Ulfsteins, and guided by the Imperial Senate, centered in Korma. Almost 250 years ago. In fact, next year will be the 250th anniversary of the founding the Korma Republic. They chose to split off and separate themselves from the Empire after more than a millennia of being a single entity. It divided the nation and caused a great deal of turmoil within global trade routes. 
You see, the Cornwall Republic is rather the center of most global trade. It sits on an easy land passage and is quite simple to move across. It has the most narrow point of land within the entire continent of Retton and the other side of the sea. So it's very popular with traders. That has made it a constant source of political bickering. There are several areas within the Cornwall Republic that don't associate themselves and are considered free entities. Most of them are Ichthani hives. Have you ever met an Ichthani? No, I do not know what that is. Ichthani are tall, some of them reaching almost as high as you, Seth. That's pretty tall. Hmm. Although the average stands a bit shorter. They are perhaps most closely related to ants. They bear themselves on two legs, although they can walk on four. And their center arms can substitute other as arms or legs, depending on their desires. They have a tendency to be almost annoyingly focused on commerce and productivity. Hmm. But they certainly can defend themselves and often stand apart from other ruling bodies. Indeed, several of these Ichthani hives were not ever aligned with the Empire when it was around. To the south, to the free states of Kormazan. During the days of the Empire, it was all Imperial land. They having been similar to what is now the Cornwall Republic, many independent states, although their prosperity was considerably less so. A great deal of the land in the free states is desert territory. It's hard to engage in travel, much less productive pursuits. When the Empire offered to vassalize them and make them part of the Imperial Senate, most of those states signed up freely, knowing the benefits that come from protection. Most of them still hold on for a day when the Empire can rise again, but the nature of the Glendrangian coast, which only has one border with the Eastern Sea, sorry, Western Sea, and uh, it is unfortunately quite rocky, tumultuous, storm-battered. Trading and shipping is a difficulty even on the best of days for Glendring, and since the loss of the Coma Republic, the Empire has never been able to fully facilitate services into the Free States. Although, on paper, they still swear fealty, yet to the Emperor, or at this time, the Empress. Empress Dula. Ruler of the Comor, the Comerian Empire. 
leader of the House Ulfstein, and sacred guardian of the Dragon Horde. Dragon Horde? Yes. What does that mean? The Ulfsteins are charged with eternally protecting the brood and their property. There are perhaps more dragons than people realize. They call themselves and their possessions the Horde. Hmm. When they speak of themselves as a single entity, at least. Last on the continent of Retin, we have Kosteria, and it's, although they don't necessarily prefer this, most people look at it as a sister state. Kosteria is the second largest country here on the continent of Retin, just slightly smaller than the Coma Republic, and the free states don't necessarily, although they are larger than both the Coma Republic and Casteria consider themselves all one nation. It has a small island connected only by the most narrow of land bridges on its northeastern border. Sitting out in the ocean, the island of Irsirin. They have politically separated themselves from Costeria, refusing to obey their rules. But the Kosterians still offer protection. And consider the them Il Syrian. I L S Y R Y N. Kosteria is the oldest country on the continent of Red. Predates all of the countries here and its rulership stretches back beyond memory. Elves are, as you well know, quite famously long-lived. And their rulership is just as long-lived as they are. Kasteria has become a place of great frivolity, enjoying parties and hosting wild festivals and celebrations. But they also have a duality where no new individuals are allowed to make home in Kosteria. Some have speculated that this may eventually lead to the decline of the country, although I can't say for sure. As a nation, it has the longest coastline of any of the countries within the continent of Retin, and shares a border with Cornwall Republic, Glindring, and the Fervent Wilds on Lake Domar. They all have access to it. On their western borders is a large desert that serves as part of the founding story for the Comerian Empire. When the Empire was founded, it was founded on them driving roaming bands of centaur 
out from Republic lands, and they drove them into Kosterian territory. The Kosterians eventually made peace with these centaur and offered them up their permanent residence within these deserts that they call the Bleak Sea. Sounds nice. Apparently the centaurs rather enjoy it there. No one seems to bother them. And that is perhaps the way they like it most. Kosteria has become a place of <coughs> great travel, commerce, but hardly the most booming civilization. Its sister country, Ilsirin, has devoted itself entirely to the pursuit of arcane magics. Often to the point of great personal risk and potential societal collapse. Their entire society is focused on one thing, and that is the pursuit of magic. There are no governing rules or bodies to interfere with that pursuit, and they do so at, well, if I'm perhaps indelicate, great expense to many people. But the entire society seems unwavering in their devotion to the pursuit of arcane magic study. On their best days, I would consider them brash and dangerous. On their worst, I would say they are irrational, suicidal morons. <laughs> I personally have no desire for someone who has so little care for life. However, I do believe that you are expecting visitors from Ilsirin. Are we? Are we? The Arcane Masters. They are coming to investigate he, something? Oh, are they from oh, Ilsirin? Yes. yes. The Arcane Masters are a self-styled group of leaders. And they're coming out here? To investigate this murder cult that you found? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, then, I that hope they are a... not more murderous than the murder cult. You seem to not have respect for them. I do not find the Ilsirans particularly violent. I do like find them... Ethics particularly careless, which usually mm. leads to harm. Mm. Perhaps you... they would enjoy reading your runes. Probably, yeah. Have you heard of any cities up around here? And I'm going to point up into the mountainous regions nor in the northern wilds. Up there? Yes. At World's End? World's End? No. Have, have you heard of any major cities hidden up in here? No. Ruins? Anything like that? That is north of the Frozen Circle. Yes. There's never been any recorded civilizations in that region. Mm -hmm. We call it World's End because hardly anything lives there. What does live there? There are some animals that have adapted to 
spending time there. Some oh, breeding grounds. I don't know. I've never had any of them. Would you like some? I am generally a curious individual, and if someone were to bring back some sort of product, uh, meat, uh, hopefully preserved, <laughs> then I would be willing to try it. So yes. write that down. Uh huh. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know that there are um, penguins. <laughs> penguins. <laughs> where? So where is Nines from? Ah, I believe that you come from Tabaxavoy. If I yes, that is what everyone says I am from, <laughs> including me. <laughs> Tabaxavoy is in the free states of Kormazan. They sit on the most northern edge of the country and on the southern part of the Bay of Peace. Hmm. Most Bay of, of Peace, does that seem familiar to you? Yeah, but it's not that peaceful. Hmm. <laughs> Why is it called the Bay of Peace? There, at one point, many millennia ago, was a great war fought between Kosteria and many of the countries that are now part of the Koma Republic and the Free States of Kormazan. Its conclusion was reached aboard a myriad of vessels all lashed together and they signed a treaty between the admirals of several different fleets. The Bay of Peace was given its name to commemorate the signing of this treaty. Hmm. So you've really never heard of any really great, powerful civilizations from up here? No, I have not. Hmm. Not even like pre-Purvin and everything? Not in my education, no. Is there... You don't want to roll an insight check on them? <laughs> you, you can. Sure. Uh, um, eight, nine. You don't get any sense that she's being disingenuous? She generally... She genuinely seems befuddled by, like, the idea of it. It really doesn't resonate with her. Have you ever heard of a place called the Great Darkness? No, I have never heard of a place called the Great Darkness. Do you know of anything that may have be referred to as the Great Darkness? I um, can't say that I have. Mm. Have you heard of the voice? Oh, yes, I have heard of the voice. Did <laughs> they bring that up with everyone we talked to? Well, we, I figure we'll cover all the characters. Backstories, yeah. Do you. Can you get tickets? I don't believe that the voice is. I'm not even touring right now. Oh, I don't know. I don't even know how touring works. You go to a place to place, you play, and then supposedly someone pays you, and then hopefully they pay the other band members. <laughs> and then they drive you out of town? Only if you play bad. Ah. Uh, or you is know. That, uh, you 
anything else. Say the wrong city name when you're on stage. That <laughs> only happened twice. <laughs> do you do do either of you have any other questions? About no. geography and politics? Why do you do you have any idea why the Republic and Costeria would want urban technology? And would work together to get it? Since the death of Fervent, Fervent technology has been ever harder to maintain. It was once mass-produced in extremely large quantities. So within the, well, bounds of the Cornwall Republic now. Of course, it was the Empire in those days. But I can't think of any particular reason other than it is, of course, as you know, incredibly powerful technology and can give someone a great advantage economically, agriculturally, yeah, in war, whatever it's turned to can be exploited for great gains. I suppose that there may be forces within those countries that are looking to exploit that in technology. Think they may have found some way to revive it. Rather famously, no one knows how to properly maintain most fervent equipment these days. Only the most basic of instruments can be regularly maintained and kept up. Well, I have much to learn about Costeria, I believe. Um, my teacher did come from Costeria. He belonged to the Order of Remarden. Nobody seems to have ever heard of such a thing. Um, perhaps there is more information here about Costeria and its history. There's not much for Costerian history here in Nordfeld, but I can tell you a bit. I've never heard of the Code of Remarden, Order, Order of, of Remarden. It does have a code as well. Ah. I've never heard of the Order of Remarden, but I have heard of Remarden. Ah. Remarden was a person. She was a great warrior millennia ago. She's actually still celebrated within the borders of Casteria, although not many people outside of the country know that. It's a minor holiday. Not many people within the country even acknowledge it much more than um, saying a simple prayer to her. So, many millennia ago, the legend has it, Ramadan and Tashir. They founded an order, and that order would later go on to be known as the Tashir Anun. Have you ever heard of them? Tashir Anun, no. I know of the Order of Remarden, but not of Tashir Anun. I think weren't those the supernatural nationalistic elves that we were heard hearing about? Ah, perhaps that is true. Um, I will have to look back. I make notes of conversations that I have had. 
Yes. Yeah. We keep notes I love of that. everything you <laughs> said to us. <laughs> the Tashia Noon, uh, if they even exist today, yeah, a long history of troubled events. Millennia ago, when they were founded by Ramadan and Tashir, they were a core of elite soldiers meant to protect the country. Ramadan, however, went beyond Tashir, as they were both great warriors, but Ramadan was an even greater diplomat than she was a fighter. Legend continues and says that she was the one who brokered the peace between the centaurs and the sorry the Costerians, ensuring their well residency in the bleak sea it also says that she negotiated the first treaties with the ancient Tikhomerian empire back in the days of its founding But, what happened to her later in life, no one seems to know. There are a few who believe that she simply ascended into divinity. There are others who believe that she went into hiding. But perhaps the most factual interpretation of the end of her life indicates that she left her home and traveled far into the fervent wilds going north as far north as she could until she found a place of peace where she could finally rest her weary body and soul and there she laid to die. There are still the occasional pilgrim that go out in search of it. But I've never heard anyone succeeding. That's the legend of Ramadan. So she had left Tashir and the Order of Tashir Anun? Yes. The stories say that there was a, a falling out a distancing between the two of them. I've never heard any of them go into detail about why, as so many old stories do, they simply state what happened rather than elaborating on the reasons behind it. This, this armor that I wear and the arms that I bear belonged to someone from the Order of Remarden. Is there perhaps something in the library about arms and armor? That may be of value. Oh, I'm sure that we can find something. Hmm. Isn't your sword called a Tashir Alar? No, it is Alash Alar. Oh. Well, my large sword is Katir Alar. Katir Alar. Ah, I'm Katir, not good with all these elf names. Katir Alar. And the one I use in my offhand is Alash Alar. Uh, perhaps, perhaps my arms and armor will provide a clue uh, to Ramardin. 
Uh, Remarden does seem to be a wonderful person, and the code of Remarden does seem to be consistent with what you have said. Well, um, wherever your teacher came from, it mm. seems that they had good lessons to impart. Mm. Yes, he taught me very much, um, but also sent me on a quest. It said, he said to me, find my past, and that he was attempting to slay the beast, but I do not know what this beast is. I sincerely wish that I could provide mm. more guidance for you. That is the limit of my knowledge on Ramadan, and I don't think you'll find much more here in this library. It is unfortunately a bit small. Mm. Although there may be some interesting guides on arms and armaments discussing your different weapons and their uses. Is there perhaps a historian um, or collector of ancient arms and armaments in town? Not that I am aware of, mm. but I can certainly ask around with our contacts here in the city. See if they're they know of anyone. It's a large city, and there may well be someone who's versed in that sort of thing. Thank you. Well, I'm, I'm going to take a, a few moments to go to the library and um, ask to see the collection of arms and armor, especially Costerian arms and armor. Uh, see if they have anything uh, in the stacks of, of books or manuscripts. So the the Royal Guards talked about a Kosterian, a nationalistic Kosterian military group mm -hmm. that they thought your armor was from. Uh huh. That so must maybe have been that the was the Tashiranun. Your uh, your inquiry with the librarian leads you to a book that he says has some of what you might want in there, and when you open it up, you find some very detailed illustrations of your armaments. Not your armor, but your two weapons. And it goes on to describe that they are used by Kosterian military. That they were um, ancient in origin and the source of its creation cannot be confirmed. But then it continues to describe how they're used, which you already know. And that's about it. So it says they're ancient in origin, but there isn't any information about old rumors or myths or stories or anything. No, it seems to mostly be just sort of a general informational book about, hey, arms and mm -hmm. armor. That's about it. Okay. Librarian? Perhaps you could direct me to any books about these weird creatures I've heard about called changelings. I'm sorry, we don't have any of those. Nothing about changelings at all? Uh, sorry, lass. Not many people write about changelings. Why not? Um... The subject just keeps changing around. It's hard to keep track. <laughs> there's there's not much information to write about. What do you mean? There's tons of information. 
That's the problem with changelings. They... How'd they ever reveal themselves to us? I've never met one. Mm. Well, if I ever meet one, I'll tell you about it. Oh, well, great. Um, but I am sorry that we don't carry any... any books on that. I don't know of any. If there were people writing on it, you'd probably find them in the capital. Mm. They have more books there? Well, they have the largest library in all of Retton. Which is the name of the continent. Mm-hmm. I knew that. Although, not necessarily <laughs> the oldest. Oh, where's the oldest? Costeria? There's some debate on whether the library in Careholm, which is a city in southern Glendring, you recall seeing it on the map, it's near the mountains, the Drang Peaks. And some Coasterian cities claim that theirs are older, but what else do elected leaders have to fight about except their city's historical past and boasting about how old one thing is or another? Perhaps we'll never be sure. I really don't know what they fight about. Uh, whatever seems to get them elected. Is there anything else I can help you with? Yes, where do you have your how-to instrument books? <laughs> oh, well, we have uh, several instructional guides on most instruments. It's uh, over in that section against the wall. It points out a section I, I walk over there and take a look. <laughs> look for I mean, something on the zither. There's, like, there's a smattering of books. Where, oh! You're a I member. do know who has a zither. Is there a how-to zither book? There's actually about a dozen of them. How much? It's a popular local instrument. How much do your books cost here? We are a library. You may feel free to take a book out. Well, you can just take the books. We request that you check them out with us and then return the book when you're finished with it. I grab the mm. one with the prettiest uh, cover. I'm like, check this out! And then I leave. <laughs> 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 he just starts like writing something down. Uh oh. I give him a silver. <laughs> At least that will buy a new copy. All right. <laughs> Anything else that you guys would like to do today? Um. Well, we should try and have a pretzel day. I do not think I can repeat that experience again. Oh. At least I don't not think I can either. <laughs> <laughs> but if you would like to try. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'll try croissants. Ah, yes. Let us have croissants and then go back to the company house. I know a place. <laughs> you head to Le Petit Croissant and purchase yourself some croissants. Hmm. How's our sign? It. They're working on it. <laughs> They're working on cleaning it up. <laughs> it is one copper each for the croissants. For each Fifteen croissant? For gold? Yes, for each croissant. It is one I copper. will buy uh, one silver worth, so ten. Well, very good. They seem very pleased by this. Also, very... are you just going to share? 
These are very small. Um, would you like Would you like some as well? I will buy you ten. I love that he took. Yes, I will definitely take ten. Okay, I buy another ten. Would you well, like some? They too? did have mini ones as well. They They did. Those were like this? three for a copper. Petite, you said they were petite. The name of the restaurant. The name, the name of the store is Le Petit Croissant. <laughs> they sell more than they just be... tiny croissants. Maybe it's just small for you. Mm-hmm. Most food I is buy, small for us. I buy a three silver worth of croissants. That's a lot of croissants. And I share <laughs> they, them with nine. They like, you have like a almost comically large bag filled with croissants. Okay. You bought the store We can't out. fill our wallet, so we might as well fill our stomach. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. We're stress eating. We're stress eating goes wrong. All right. You. We're stress eating even in role playing. <laughs> oh, God. You, uh. My financial troubles. <laughs> <laughs> you head back to the company house, and I'm assuming. Um, go to bed for the evening. Well, stop to stop to well, have some mead, a little bit of mead at uh-huh. the buffet. Sure. Yeah. Only only thirty. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, oh, ten yeah. each. Yeah. All right. Each. Why don't you all make a croissant check? Since that's what we do on Dyson Dungeons, we roll to see if the food you ate was good. I got a fourteen. We're just I got a fourteen. Basically, a 13. red wall the show. Fourteen, fourteen, and. 13. 13. Although it's not nearly as good as that pretzel, old Seth. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, this settles much better with your stomach. And nines, you are as equally happy with these as the pretzel. You think maybe these are just slightly better? Just a little? Um. But then I empty my mead uh, keg because <laughs> we're not going anywhere. And I uh, start reading my Zephyr book. <laughs> I, all right. I'm going to spend, I meant to spend last evening doing this, but I forgot. This evening, I'm going to try and make a separate copy of my horrible mind-destroying runes. Okay. So that my copy doesn't get taken by the Arcane Masters. Okay. Uh, Nines, I want you to roll a percentile die for me. Seven. Okay. Seven on a percentile. Seven? seven. Not, not 70? No, nope, double zero and a seven. Okay. 700. <laughs> well yeah, done. if I reach it that way, it's 700. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Uh, I was drunk. Cut me some slack. <laughs> I mean, I'm not criticizing. You rolled a seven. Well done. Make a... I think I had you do wisdom a saves. wisdom saving throw. Yeah. The last time you tried to do this. Yeah. Go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw. Oh. Um, twenty-five. You're able to copy the first rune. I'll try to do both if I have time. Go ahead. Can I hear her doing it from my room? Yes. Twelve. Yes, you can. It is uncomfortable. Sorry, do you want some inspiration? Yes, please. I rolled a twelve. You take three points of psychic damage. All right. 
inspire you. Thank da, you. Da, 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 da. This beats okay. <laughs> That's very inspiring. <laughs> I want to try again. All right, go ahead. What the inspiration's gonna help? Um, twenty-one. You are able to copy down this rune. But you take um, four two psychic damage. All right. But in that's the process, all my runes. So I'm not going to try anything else tonight. Okay. So you bed down for the evening, and at that point we're going to take a break. Been going for a little while now. It seems like a nice break time because the end of the day. We will be back in a few minutes. Get up, use the bathroom, grab a snack or a drink. Encourage you to do the same, and we'll see you shortly. We're, uh, we're back from break, and we have a cat. The tabaxi god has decided to join us and is being adorable. And I am so happy right now that we no longer use lav mics. <laughs> right now, I'm having a... Oh, because the tabaxi god showed up, does that mean I have permanent advantage on all tabaxi games that I play? No. Oh. You already have advantage with the special oh, yeah. distaxies. I have you my have. special set. You do. Mm -hmm. You have your special distaxies. Uh, so day three of the week. What would you guys like to do today? I say we invade that house and go see Ziffer. Also people in the house. Well, I know. isn't that like a family Zither? I mean, we're not going to take it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, we... unless they give it to us, then then they will take it. But, like, uh... You impress them so much with your music that they're like, you have to take this to honor our dead grandfather. Yes, exactly. That happens all the time. Does it? Is that where you no. got your ocarina? <laughs> no, this is great ocarina I got for gold or something. Does it look Back like when you had gold. Looks fine. Okay. Let us go then. All right. Visit Anna and Zachary, Zachary Bloom. and the hams. And the ham. Yeah, they probably they, still have a lot of ham to get through. I mean, it's only been a few days. They and have we a brought, lot like of eleven. Ham. Yeah. Yeah. You. They have more ham than they could probably eat in a year. Oh. It's a lot of ham. We'll see about that. Well, they're not trying hard enough then. <laughs> I don't want them to try that hard. So I eat a very light breakfast in anticipation of ham. This has been a horrible gastrointestinal journey for me this week. So far, let's, let's have some salted ham. 
Good. Good. Uh, so, you want to head to the Hawkbloom residence yes. today? Yes. Okay. So I abruptly knock on their door. <laughs> I like that the camera shakes when you do it. Yes. Uh, energy. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, you uh, knock on the door, and Anna comes to answer. Oh, Excuse me, Anna, I must play your zipper. You must play my zither. Well, your grandfather's zither, but I think it's yours now. Well, yes. Why do you want to play my zither? You're the only one I know of zither. I can't just knock on a stranger's house to ask to play their zither. That'd be rude. It would I... be convenient if there was like a music store that just had instruments <laughs> you could try. I suppose, yes. Uh, are you looking to learn to play the zither, or...? Yes, I got this book! Check it out! (laughs) (laughs) You're so stupid. I think I had to be very smart to make that stupid joke. (laughs) Yep, sure. Uh, Um, yes... Come, come on in. Let's. Uh, do you, so you need to play my zither. You you don't have one of your own. No, I don't. I don't know why I would have a zither. Oh, well, I'm not sure either. But <laughs> uh, here, please sit down. I suppose. How have you? Do we go into? No, we're just standing outside. <laughs> Waiting to you be two invited. can come in here. Waiting oh. to be invited. We're being respectful. <laughs> Nine's invited us. <laughs> <coughs> We're like vampires. You have to be invited in first. Oh. Okay. <laughs> have we been invited in? Um, it, Anna hasn't stopped you. She's a little caught off guard at the moment. Mm-hmm. She wasn't expecting to have someone come by and ask to play her family zither so um do you are you learning do you know how to play the zither well i found this book and i mean string instruments are string instruments except they're all completely different (laughs) just that minor fact yeah just that thing um okay sure Uh, here uh sit down no one's ever Ask to play a zither before with me. Do do you need me to teach you? Oh, you know? I thought you said you didn't know how to play. I'm I'm learning. I can play a few things, not many, but I'd be happy to teach you what I know. Can you play Wonderwall? No. (laughs) Free bird. (laughs) No. Happy birthday. Yeah, something in, like, the public domain? No. (laughs) (laughs) More than a feeling! Sure, she can play more than a feeling. That's what she can play. That's a good song. (laughs) I would love to watch you. And I just stare intently at her hands. Um, okay. She... She begins playing, and she grabs 
your hands. Here, um, this is how you can strum this instrument. And she starts kind of holding your hands and trying to show you how to manipulate your fingers and use the strings. She's clearly uh, quite a novice at this, but not totally unpracticed. She seems to know what she's talking about, and you know, before long you're learning the, the basic tune of a local melody. Yes, more than a feeling. <laughs> you... Yep, sure. Do you know any Sarah McGoblin? I'd like to learn some, but I'm not quite that good yet. Is there a Sarah McGoblin uh, arrangement in the book I have? There, There is not. This is filled with um, older songs. You know, this this world's equivalent of things like Green Sleeves. I've, I've never had anyone show interest in Zither or any part of my family. I'm surprised that you came back. I am too, but it seemed like a good idea. I'm drawn to Ziffer and I'm... you. Why? Wow, and you're ghosting to Zither right now? Wow. How forward? Perhaps we should step outside. Maybe we should. <clears throat> well, you're fine. <laughs> Nines, consummate professional. <laughs> I'm I'm just I thought they would not see you again what what made you want to play the zither I think every instrument should be played and I think I should know how to play all instruments except the ocarina I'm not really picking that one up (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that it's the cat lips Like I wonder. <laughs> I I wonder if that would make it harder to play the ocarina. Like a little light. Yeah, I wonder if that would make getting the seal around the the embouchure. Yes, the embouchure. Or uh, mm-hmm. if it would make that hard to perform on an ocarina, you might have to well, have a special. Device we have a cat them. and an ocarina. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna go well. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll leave music physical music theory <laughs> for later cat music theory um so is there is there a particular tune that you would like to learn I can try to teach you something well obviously I should learn how to play more than a feeling okay I can try to teach you that I'm I'm still learning myself and she pulls out a book with more than a feeling in it, since that's what we're doing. Hello, butthole cut. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, she's, she starts kind of going along and making her best attempt at this. It's a bit harder. Why don't you try to follow along on the octave lower? And 
Uh, she sort of motions for you to try to get your hands on the strings, set an octave lower, and uh, see if you can sort of mimic what she's doing. Uh, clearly, it's a string instrument. It won't, like, quite work. But if you can at least get the fingering patterns down, you know, you're learning something. So go ahead and roll, uh, roll a d20 and add your charisma modifier to this. Charisma's my best modifier. Since I'm going to throw this into uh, performance, but since you don't know how to play this instrument, I was cutting out the proficiency here. I got a 15. You feel like you're starting to catch on to uh, kind of the way that you have to manipulate these strings and, you know, how to manipulate your fingers. You still have a long ways to go before you feel like you could pick up a zither and just start he is already playing, playing a band as in a band. As he seems to be able to play any other instrument. Yeah. <laughs> but... Amazing. You, you're kind of getting the hang of it, and something about your presence is helping Anna slowly perform a little bit better. She seems to be getting a little more confident each time, and she's just sort of practicing. On people. <laughs> she's just kind of practicing a refrain. breeds confidence. Incompetence breeds confidence in others. Well, I'm not that bad, so, you know. <laughs> Must be okay. I've never had anyone to play music with. Uh, I wanted to learn with some of my friends, but t they did not seem interested. It, it's nice to have someone to play with. You should maybe you find a zither to to bring here and we could play together. Where, where do I get Zephyr in this area? There's several music stores. They are, you know, all around. Which one has the funniest name? <laughs> I don't know if any of them are funny. Yeah. Do any of them have a pretzel shop inside of it? <laughs> Not that I'm aware of, mm. no. It, most things don't have a pretzel shop inside of them, other than, of course, pretzel shops. Yes, we are acutely aware of that, and disappointed in this town sometimes because of that. Now that's an injustice. Hmm. <clears throat> I. You would think that a music store would at least have a coffee shop that would perhaps sell mm, little pastries. <laughs> um, Our shots on food focus. <laughs> I mean, we should have just played Mouse Guard because we're just Red Wall. The game is what we're doing here. You keep saying that. Well, as a cat, I don't think it would uh, be very fair for the rest of the rodents. D did you ever read Red Wall? Yeah. It's like the most food centered book like I, those I've whole ever chapters read. describing food. Yeah. We. We haven't gotten anywhere near that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, considering that we are a Dungeons & Dragons streaming show, I we focus a lot on food. <laughs> Not that I'm complaining. I just, we found our brand, 
That's what I'm saying. Mm. Our brand is food centric. Should we put that in our company name? <clears throat> like we could be like the hungry, hungry hippos. Yeah, perhaps that. Or just food centric. <laughs> now that sounds like a lame bar downtown or something. Hmm. No, it actually sounds more like one of those places that has all sorts of brass and ferns. <laughs> and, and little cups, little tiny cups that they fill with tea. Is that something you had at your village? No. Uh. I saw that. <laughs> Definitely not that, no. It is one that I saw, though, here in Nordville. <laughs> so, should we find you a zither? Is our goal as a stream to be the first, like, actual play broadcast on the Food Network? Is that, like, our... <laughs> <laughs> Going into just the realized my name is an anagram for Bobby Flay. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. Um, Anna, Anna seems pretty pleased to have a someone who's interested in music as she is. You know, Why isn't I, your brother interested in music? Does he suck? Did he tell you the truth about stuff? He did. Oh. I can't say that I was pleased, but I was glad for his honesty. At least he gave you apology, Ham. I suppose that's true. If you do wish to pick up your own zither, I personally like Einrichs. You'll find Sorry, them... write that down. Heinrich or Einrich? Heinrich, but you know, Heinrich. Can you give me very precise directions? <laughs> uh, it's three blocks south, and then one block west from here. How is that in sewer ladders? <laughs> I'm sorry. I I don't know what a sewer ladder is. It's the ladder that goes into sewer. Don't worry about it. Oh. Okay. Um, might you come back sometime? It's nice to have someone that isn't my brother around. Maybe I will visit. These two don't appreciate my music. Unless it helps them with skill check. Yeah, that was really useful last night when you yelled through the wall. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you were inspired by my shouting. <laughs> I sort of pictured it as just... <laughs> Do better! <laughs> better you suck, other. Suck less! Well, Is there anything else you'd like to do? Shall we go to Heinrichs? Uh, yes, let's go. Let's go to Zephyr shopping. Okay. We Thank go. you, Anna. We must go now. Enjoy ham! Uh, oh, uh, yes. Well, it's nice to see you. I hope to see you again. Yes, I hope to see you too, with Ham. And Zephyr. I, I think that can be arranged. Then a state. And oh. I leave. <laughs> she blushes slightly. <laughs> okay, we go to Heinrichs. Okay. Make it so. You head into Heinrichs, and it's a very nice music store. There's all sorts of different instruments lining the walls. There's several people um, testing instruments out. And when you enter, a 
after a moment or two, a clerk comes up. Um, can I help you? Yes, I need your most expensive beginner zipper. <laughs> um, of course. Here, <laughs> um, yeah. this is a lovely model. It is our very best beginner zither. And it looks to be very nicely made. Uh, sort of it, the wood for the zither has been uh, dyed, stained a dark red color. And it has little like blue and black sort of pattern embellishments on it. It's very pretty. Uh, is there some check I can do to do a more deeper inspection? Sure. As, I, as much as I I believe my family shop would have made ziffers. So I should be familiar with them. You probably made a zither or two. It's not as common in Tabaxavoy, but uh, you it, you definitely have knowledge on like instrument construction, regardless of the instrument shape. You know techniques and everything. So go ahead and... Why don't you make... Guidance. Why don't you make <laughs> an... We'll do an investigation check, but for this purpose, I'm going to allow you to add your proficiency modifier, even though you don't normally get that. So you get plus two to this roll. That's terrible. My d4 is almost higher than the uh, Oh, no. <laughs> uh, that's an 11. Okay. Um... There's I, am nothing... sure that, I am sure that Nines has a, an excellent eye for the quality of an instrument. Mm -hmm. Just like the ocarina he purchased. Yeah. Without, um, you know, really trying to, like, get into all the little finer parts of the construction, at a you know, passing assessment of this, you, you seem to think that it's a pretty well-made instrument. And... You can tell it, it's not the like highest quality piece. There are certain indicators here that you recognize little construction elements and techniques that tell you pretty clearly. Okay, this isn't you know top end professional quality work. This was done uh, to be less expensive, but you can also tell there's some craftsmanship in here. You don't see any glaring flaws or anything that's particularly amazing about it. But it does seem to be about what you asked. The most expensive uh, beginner zither. Uh, let's do a uh, test performance check on it. Okay, go ahead. And you can try uh, kind of strumming a little tune here. Okay, no guidance. Oh, guidance. <laughs> nope, too late. Only uh, rolled. I was caught, in, I was caught <laughs> up in anticipation. <laughs> uh, I, that was a 10, because I have a terrible rolls right now. Okay. Your inexperience with the instrument, but and just kind of like passing basic familiarity here, you... You know, you, you, you get the... You get a decent performance out of it. 
it does feel nice. The strings as you um, pluck them seem to be well made, well constructed. The feel of the fretboard, it's pretty good. And, uh, you know, you, you have a pretty good sense that this is a going to be a nice piece to learn on. This is acceptable instrument. How much is it? Uh, two gold. Inside check. <laughs> there, there is a price like tag on it. it says, you know, was it there when we walked in? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like all of the instruments actually have like little tags on them that just show their price. Is there any flaws that I notice, like scratches? Where there shouldn't be scratches that I didn't cause? I just specified no, that. I, I was not model. the one that damaged it. <laughs> uh, no. Well, you, this particular model seems fine. Um, the clerk says you can take this one home, or we have several by the same maker or the same style and quality. Yeah, that are protected in the back, and if you would like one of them, I can achieve one. Oh, nice. Perhaps they have yes. one in blue that matches the remnants of your pants. I am sorry, they are all the same patterns and colors. Oh. So we do have uh, some of our higher-end models. There are blue zithers, and they points out several mid to high range. What are they cost? The low end, you're looking at uh, six gold. On the high end, you're looking at nine. Uh, let me see most expensive one. <laughs> the most expensive of the blues or just the most expensive? Actually, yes. What is your most expensive one? Um, one moment. I have to get a key from our manager. And he runs off and, uh, you know, has a quick chat with the manager and then comes back and says, if you follow me, I can take you to the room for that. And he leads you just off of this kind of main, uh, instrument area there's a little side room and he says wait here i shall return momentarily this better be a really cool zither and he comes comes back with a locked case and unlocks the case opens it up sorry yeah like eyeing that lock sure <laughs> okay does the case come with it yes <laughs> and slides the case across the table to you. It's a kind of tan stain to this wood. Even without like taking a closer inspection, you can instantly tell this is just ridiculously high craftsmanship. This is very well made. This would have taken hundreds of hours to put together and create. It seems to be an absolutely beautiful piece. you know, almost singular in its quality. Perfect for traveling on the road. And <laughs> he says this piece costs 20 gold. 
Hmm. I shall try playing it. Okay. Titans. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for it. Good. <laughs> It's so Going good, dog he house. gets advantage, right? Yeah. Um, no, uh -huh. he doesn't. He still doesn't know how to play the instrument. Uh, well, I got a thirteen then. This this does play better than the one that you had demoed out front, although you suspect it. it you're not helping it. <laughs> you you can... I mean, you've played enough instruments. You've played... Uh, you've built enough of them. You've played enough of them. You've learned enough of them to know that... Although its sound is not perfect, it is most likely because you are not so good at playing this. And... It's... It, it is a instrument of incredibly high craftsmanship and incredibly delicate, precise tuning that if you want to play, you can play beautifully, can create the most beautiful sounds, but it is a little out of your skill set to achieve that. And even minor errors sound less forgiving here. Who made this instrument? Um, why did I... I'm not sure. Uh, one one moment, and I can pull up its uh, certificate of sale. Uh, if you'll excuse me. And he heads out. This is a good instrument. I just suck at it. <laughs> oh, really? I just thought it was a bad instrument. <laughs> yes, you would do uh, believe that, wouldn't you? I assume you are really good. I am really good, just not at this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe if you turned into someone who was good at it, I could get better at it. I don't know what the voice looks like. He comes back in and says, uh, It appears to be made by the uh, Nikolovich family. Do I? Am I familiar with that family? Yes, you are. Very. <laughs> You're very familiar with that family. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Did you roll a percentile dice for that one? It seems that Cat's got his tongue. <laughs> no. When we discussed doing some of this stuff before the show, you said you wanted to play Zither. I have a tendency to overplan. <laughs> I. Well, unfortunately, I can't get this instrument yet. Give me one of the nine gold ones. Ah, very well. Um. But this instrument has been here for a, a while now, and we haven't had any takers, so I don't think you're at any risk if you change your mind later and want to come back. And he closes the case, locks it up, and then <clears throat> shuffles out of the room and comes back with uh, one of the, you know, nicely made, but not quite to this level, instruments. Would you like... I brought two. Would you like the one in blue, or would you like the one that is in brown? 
Uh, let's try playing the blue one. Guidance. Okay, that's just 10. I've rolled... I haven't rolled over a 5 yet. Well, you're getting a good sense of what an average <laughs> play play session is like. Let's try the brown one. Guidance. Go ahead. There we go. That's a 28. Wow, the blue played way worse. <laughs> <laughs> so the more traditionally stained uh, dark brown zither uh, which also has you know little bits of silver and black inlay in there looks like maybe some pieces of ebony and uh, you know it's very pretty it's not nearly as pretty as the one made by the Nikolovich family but this is a very lovely example of an instrument and it clearly plays quite well. You feel sort of a natural bond with this instrument, kind of the way it sits, its particular shape, feel, um, how it rests on your lap. Everything seems to be quite nice about this one. Well, so I'll take this one, but you have to throw strings in. Um, I believe, yes, that's, that's perfectly fine. We can include a complimentary set of replacement strings. Is there anything else that I can help you with? Nine. I need it... loot strings. Ah. I can also include a set of loot strings for you. Do you require restringing services, or do you do that yourself? I do hate doing it. <laughs> yes, I will make you do it. Very well. <laughs> and he gestures for you to follow him up to the front. And rings up the sale. Nine gold for the instrument itself. Complimentary replacement zither strings. Uh, five copper for replacement loot strings. And uh, another five copper for restringing services. I hand them one platinum. That is... Um, Sufficient, thank you. Do you require change? <laughs> of we, course! We don't often see platinum around here. Well, I used to see a lot more of it. <laughs> and uh, he provides you the appropriate amount of change for your platinum piece. I do have a question. Yes. Do you have any, like, reject bargain instruments? Like, <laughs> ones that don't really work very well? <laughs> that just been sitting around in back? <laughs> No. Okay. Why would you know we who carry... does? What? Do you know who does? I, I can't see that any instrument stored here in Nordfeld would carry bargain broken instruments. <laughs> well, I don't know. Perhaps check with an instrument manufacturer? Why would you want such a thing? It worked at the magic shop. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I suppose... There are some instruments that are in for repair that, well, we won't be able to repair. We have to tell the owners the bad news that the instruments are broken beyond restoration. You could purchase those if you wish. I was just curious. I'm not good at music. 
Or bargain hunting. The only kind of music I do is singing because I can fluctuate my <clears throat> vocal cords on the fly. Hmm. All right. Yeah, some flies are terrible singers. Uh, please add a zither and a replacement set of strings to your inventory list. There's still a bit of daylight here. Is there anything else you'd like to do today? Well, we didn't get any ham. We had a light breakfast because we thought we would get ham. Do you want to go see Muriel? Ah, for her curry? Yeah, do like a recipe swamp. Ah, yes. We have not seen Muriel in some time. It was a great pleasure visiting her. All right. And we can just go down into the sewer right where she is instead of like fighting our way through all the rats and oozes. Oh, I would prefer not to be a weird rat again. <laughs> You do know right where to find uh, the entrance to Muriel's residence. And with just a little bit of difficulty in tracking down the location, you make your way to Muriel's. And you climb down into the sewer. Fortunately, in Muriel's area, the usual stench is quite warded off by a combination of her delicious cooking and all of the greenery that she has grown. Hi, Muriel. I oh, shout down. And uh, she comes, she pokes her head out of one of the windows in her, you know, small, small house. A little bit better than like a hut. To, but definitely small, it's in the sewer. Who's there? Uh, it's your best friends. The adventurers who came through a few days ago or a week ago. It's been a while, actually. You're back. Well, yeah, would yes. be rude of me not to invite you in for some food. Yes, it would be. <laughs> well, I, come on in, I was just making some curry. Oh, curry again. Mm -hmm. Your curry was very good. Do you make anything Thank else you. or you just make curry? No, I make many things, but curry is a favorite of mine. Do you want to do some recipe swapping? I love recipe swapping. <laughs> no one wants to swap recipes with me, though. Probably because you live in a poop palace. <laughs> How many people know you're here anyway? Several dozen. Are they all like Agmar Nodal jerks? Most, but... My okay. family How knows many I'm here. here in this town know that you're here? Mm, several sewer workers. You said your family knows? Mm-hmm. Who's your family? I have a large pod. Who's your daddy and what does he do? Mm, my father died some years ago. But I'm sorry to hear that. My pod 
and they live on the southern coast of the Free State. That is a very long way from here. We had learned about that yesterday. <laughs> it, it is, but the Agmar, no doll, can make travel very short. Huh? They can move through their trees. Just like they walk into the trees. You've seen it then. You know how we yeah. travel. <clears throat> I guess I did see a guy pop out of one of the trees. We can travel that way. It makes yes, the distance make, like, tree smaller. And I don't care how many times I hear that joke. It's still funny. You think that was funny? Yes, because she has taste. That's why she made curry. Huh. Well, I'm going to write down a few recipes. Needs more spice. I'm going to write down a few recipes from my tribe. Mm. For you. And where do you come from again? The northern part, central parts of the uh, wilds. I imagine many of your recipes are earthy. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I like earth tones. Well, do you like oregano? <clears throat> do you? Oregano is nice. Do you get sweet lichen around here? Mmm, we do. Well, I have a great recipe for a sweet lichen cake. Mmm. It's a healthier alternative. <laughs> to what? Sugar. Am I... Is that that disgusting stuff that's in fritters? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. It's better You can ignore that. her. She has terrible tastes. <laughs> I like her tastes. Thank you. <clears throat> you should consider leaving the Agmar no doll. I still like the Agmar no doll. Um, I can also write down the recipe for... <clears throat> How do you feel about, like, Swamp Lamprey? A bit gamey, but... Party. Well, jellied swamp lamprey is really nice on a cool summer night. Mm, that sounds better than stewed. Oh yeah, yeah. It just gets tough. Mm-hmm. Well, here you can take one of these old recipe cards. Ooh, recipe cards. And she hands you uh, a couple of old recipe cards for different recipes that she knows well how to make at this point. They're uh, regional recipes from my part of the Free States. Which part is that? This 
southern coast. Like, is there like a city or something you're from, or? Most of my family live in bogs and marshes. We don't often hang out in the cities. This is a woman of taste. But we're not too very far away from Cormorzan, the capital. We're near an island chain. Not too very far from Evemar. That's one I definitely learned. Evemar is the northern half of the continent at the south of Rattan. Ah. Uh, yeah, we didn't go past this continent. It's populated by Yanti. Oh. Like the snake people. Mm-hmm. We met a doctor. We did. Not much for cooking. Well, Zoria. Yeah? Have, have you uh, accomplished what you had come here to do? Get curry. And exchange recipes? Yeah. Good. This curry is smells delicious, Muriel. Mm, thank you. Why don't you serenade Muriel with your zither playing? Because I'm terrible, but okay. Yeah, I I like the zither. Thanks, it's new. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be a 21. Well, clearly you chose the right zither. <laughs> Although you're just sort of learning some basic tunes. Uh, your proficiency with many other instruments is shining through and you perform a pretty admirable rendition of some of the music that you've learned. You're not quite ready to play more than a feeling yet. It's more advanced. It's more advanced, but it's pretty nice. Mm. You play fairly well. Would you like to hear some Thanks, of my I started music? Today. Your music? Yes. Mm-hmm. What do you play? I don't play anything. Bullywogs. We make our own music. I'm familiar with this. You are. Well, not Bullywogs, but... My people are very good at voice manipulation. So we do something similar, I think. Ah! Well, allow me to show you my music. <clears throat> then she sits up straight in the back and takes a deep breath. And, you know, pouch kind of comes out a little bit. Like this pouch? Yeah, yeah. Um, it 
you liking it? Yeah. That is very interesting. I had not ever heard anything like that. It's bully one throat singing. Hmm. Can I imitate that with minor <clears throat> illusion? Yeah, I mean, you've heard it. You have a pretty good example. You can imitate it with minor illusion. <clears throat> and I'll change my vocal cords to a bully <laughs> so I can join in. All right. <laughs> um, Let's hear it. <clears throat> <laughs> you you deliver a rendition of Bullywug throat singing. You, you, you have to roll a performance check for that. Um, you cast minor illusions, so you don't have to. It's a spell, so... I, I think he was asking if I do. Oh, if you yeah. do, I'm sorry. Um, yes. With guidance. <laughs> what is my performance? Uh, 11. It's a passable rendition for someone who's... Never done it before. Never done this before. It's not bad. I have not sang my own songs in a long time. It was nice. Were there, <laughs> were there, were there lyrics? Were, they, were those lyrics? Or... <laughs> no, we don't have lyrics. It's just tonal. Okay. Well, that was most interesting. Thank you, Muriel. Yes, thank you so much. And mm. try that uh, sweet liking cake. I will. It's Let's look at nice time. to have. We should probably visitors. get going. We're yes. this time anyway. It's fairly late in the day. It's um, well past normal dinner time. You've been down here for quite a long time, mm. spending also, a wonderful <laughs> evening with Muriel. Also, does you need to do anything today? I need not do anything more. Perhaps we shall oh. just go back and retire for the day. I do have one quick question. Mm -hmm. Do you know much about the local flora and fauna? Generally, yes. What do you know about Sturm Grimmy? <laughs> what? The lake monster in Lake Sturm Grimm. I know of no such monster. It's a big conspiracy covering up this lake monster. <laughs> there is. Well, Muriel, we do appreciate your hospitality, your singing. Your curry. And your curry. And I am sure that Zoria very much appreciates the recipes you have shared. I appreciate the company. You can yes. come down anytime you want. Would you like to leave her some oregano? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Muriel. I hope you do not get eaten by spider monster. <laughs> oh yeah, can you show me what the spiders look like in case I can transform into them at some point? <laughs> do you want to meet one? I mean, yeah. Yes. Mm, okay. And she goes 
over to that far western entrance that you guys the very first time you came here that's where you entered through and she picks up a stick that she's just got leaning up against the tunnel there and clacks it in sort of like a rhythmic fashion against the side and she just says heal me along in a minute do you have a pet spider? No. I have an acquaintance that we're on good terms. He's definitely not a pet. And within a few minutes, a fairly large spider comes trundling along and is just... So, does that mean I have now seen a giant spider and can therefore turn into one later? Yes. I can't speak with animal real quick. Okay. Hello, spider. Hello. I have a question about giant rat in sewer. Okay. Is there still giant rat in sewer? There are many. Giant rats in this sewer. Yeah, but they're like a really big rat. I don't know. How big is really big? Hey guys, how big is like a big rat? Like, like my size, but rat? That's like a really big rat. Hmm. Or like Olsef's size, but rat. That would be, that a, would be a very rat. big rat. I mean, the rats we faced were like Dromar size. That's why we have no Dromar for size comparison. Yeah. Also, he may have turned into rat. Hmm. Never know. If he didn't keep taking his oregano supplements, maybe. I don't know, like me size rat. And I get on the ground and do rat size. I've not seen a rat that Okay, guys, there's no giant rat over here. Well, that's good to know. You guys have questions for giant spider? Um. No. <laughs> you called him all the way over here. You don't have questions. I just wanted to see a giant spider so I could turn into one. Giant spider, do you like oregano? Rat is a rag now. <laughs> yes. Yes. Tasty. Go in web. Sorry, I give him to go oregano. I drop a pile of oregano, oregano to go. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> Just stretch that one out. Um. Make sure to tell him to be careful when mating so that he doesn't get eaten by the female. I hope you don't get eaten by a female during mating session. <laughs> oh, that's so big. I never mate. You forever virgin. <laughs> oh. Well, that's good for him. How to well, live your life. By the way, do you have a name? Well, Name? Yeah, name. 
You could not say my name. Okay, do you have name I can say? Muriel calls me Clicky. Do you like that name? It is fine. I mean, do you want different name? It is a name you can say. Yeah, but there's enough. lots of names we can say. We can say oregano. We can call you oregano. I do like oregano. Do you want maybe, to be called oregano? Maybe my name is oregano. Well, Nines, you seem to have done your magic once again. <laughs> You're oregano. Here, have this hat. <laughs> what hat are you giving the spider? Uh, a top hat. <laughs> a, a collapsible top hat. I have to have one of those in my uh, disguise kit. <laughs> um. All right. Let Let's see if you do. Okay. Sure. Sure. That was a ninety-five. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? You have a, <laughs> a collapsible top hat in your. <laughs> I show the spider yeah. how to. I show Oregano how to extend and flatten the top hat. <laughs> wearing it on his head, and he's got like the little Oregano pouch, kind of in one, in one leg. Now, now he looks sort of like the spider from a Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh. <laughs> It's a traditional story from my tribe. <laughs> and he bids you good day and heads off. <laughs> you, well, that was, that you was also very interesting. Oregano and gave him the name Oregano. And the and that, that all happened. I think he didn't get named Fazolis. <laughs> and he would have sucked. <laughs> Well, perhaps it is time for us to return to the company so house. Yeah, we're going to sponsor yeah. us. We probably, we probably should. Yes. So that's what we do. We go back to the company house. I want okay. to spend the evening practicing locks, lock picking. Okay. Um, roll a percentile die for me, if you would. With guide. 70. Okay. And I'm gonna work on my zephyr stuff. Do the same thing if you would. Thirty-six. Okay. Well, I think tomorrow we should get to the bottom of this Sturm Grimmy conspiracy. I thought you made sure. that up. I don't remember anymore. <laughs> well, that must be true. Insight check. <laughs> you gaslit yourself so hard, you forgot what reality was. Excellent. Uh, go ahead. You wanted to make an insight check. I got a 14. Do I believe in Sturm Grimmy? 18. Um, what are you? Are you rolling deception? deception? Yeah. Are you 21. So you still actively know that you are oh, gaslighting. Yeah. Okay, good. Wait. 
how high of a deception do you have to roll to make yourself believe it? <laughs> I don't think that's how deception works. <laughs> you lied so well, you believed your own lie. If you lie so well, you, I know a you alter party. reality <laughs> to match your lie. <laughs> so, If I roll a 50 deception, does reality change to match my lie? No. Mm. We're not playing third edition. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, um, you I, didn't you I, didn't I, have any uh, pretzels or anything, so no pretzel checks. No, no, I'm just going to grab a mug of meat and go to bed. Very well. You sleep well. Can we have a curry check? It was good. Oh. It was just... it was very good. Yeah. There's no randomness involved in Muriel's cooking. She's an excellent cook. The next day you wake up, it is a bright moonlit evening. Um, and it's a it's a clear day. There's no there's no rain or anything. Well, let's go hunt ourselves a storm, Grammy. Well, yes. I go I get my breakfast, but I also take way too much cold cut meat and bring it with us. Yeah, we need to get boating meat. Would you care for me to provide you with some sort of bag that you can take? Yes, pocket. I will prefer meat bag. Do you have picnic lunches? Um, oddly enough, you are not the first group to want a picnic lunch. You may prepare yourself such a lunch. There are picnic baskets. You can find them in the back storeroom. Please I make a I make a lovely picnic lunch. Three of them. I will ask, where's a reputable place to rent a boat? Unlike Stormgrim. Um, I don't know of any disreputable places, I believe. Hmm. Any place along the shoreline that allows for boat rentals would be perfectly fine. Do they sell harpoons too? I don't know of anyone who sells harpoons. There's nothing in Lake Sturmgrim so large as to need a harpoon. Except Sturmgrimmy. I do not know what you're talking about. The lake monster? I've never heard of a lake monster. Hmm. That's what they want you Here. Nothing. Who's they? <laughs> <laughs> this is your... Thing, so. Do you have a whole ham that's available? No, unfortunately not. Uh, we are expecting another ham to arrive next week. Is Winfield still in the stable? Yes. Uh, we shall take him. We need a big, strong horse to pull it out of the water. And ride in the boat with us. <laughs> this is going to go well. <laughs> I'm not very I'm, well. I'm very loose on the concept of boats outside of swamp rafts. <laughs> I believe we should leave Winfield here. I am familiar somewhat with boats. I am a great rower. I Are you? How, yes, I learned how to row on the lake north of my village. Huh. I'm more of a column guy. Wait. So, are these boats the kind of boats that you push along with a stick, right? Yes, they believe that they are called oars. 
but it is not the same ore as the kind of thing that you take from metal. Get from metal. <clears throat> We're having this while we're walking to the lake. You can mm -hmm. be at the lake as soon as lake. you want. Or we'll is... tell you when we're there. Okay. okay. I'll sit back and enjoy it. Wasn't guy trying to kill us a while ago? <laughs> oh, Ludor? Yeah. Yeah, he's under house arrest right now. Oh, all right. He definitely probably, probably doesn't have any assassins following us right now. I didn't notice him. <laughs> so, right. are we at the lake? We're at the lake. <laughs> you told lake. me that you wanted we to We are looking you we're so looking we're looking for a place that will rent a very a large rowboat that will comfortably carry the three of us plus and of course. <laughs> I think we should go to the seediest establishment and talk about Storm Grooming. <laughs> And just like at all of the bars along the lane. Mm -hmm. Create a big disinformation. All right, camp. You, you tell me what you want to do. Well, several this days is... ago, I do recall that he who was the head of the Tibok family promised on his honor that he would warn everybody about Sturmgrimming. Mm -hmm. So I would expect that by now everybody here would have known and be afraid. Yeah, so there are less boats on the water than when we first started coming here. I'm just waiting until they start putting up sturm fiberglass sturm grimmies along the lake. <laughs> None of that has happened yet. Mm -hmm. As you make your way through the waterfront, uh, why there's a quite large number of people out today? No one seems to have heard of sturm grimmy. Hmm. No. No. Have you ever seen any strange shapes on the water? Any odd waves that you can't explain? No. Oh. Well, they were stern, Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. We go to a boat rental place that's, sure. that appears to have a boat that's... We're not taking the horse. <laughs> sure, you find a Boat Rental Inc. Boat Rental Inc. <laughs> They're not great as, names. As I run yeah. by the same family as securing. Do they have any nope. in the shape of a sh in the shape of a swan? No. Oh. And and uh, how much does it cost for three hour four hour rental of? Um, no, we should do a three hour tour. A three hour rental. <laughs> you who do rental once again boat, for the over seventy boats. audience. <laughs> How much will Is there it cost? An island in the middle of the lake? How much will it cost for a three-hour rental of a rowboat that is comfortable for the three of us? Mm. Maybe one with a coconut uh, radio in it. <laughs> Two silver. Two silver. How much for harpoons? We don't have harpoons. Okay. Sorry. What about See, really a big fishing rod? Yeah. We have big fishing rod. Oh, well, we'll get one of those. I will pay for one the boat silver. rental. I'll pay for the fishing rod. I'll mooch. <laughs> <laughs> Such honesty. Okay, so show us the boat. We, I get in. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a rowboat. Nothing that so you guys are doing is like... I am excellent at rowing. Particularly oh, yeah. hard to do here? Yes. Well. I can... Yes. And I can make... I can row fairly fast as well, so we can cover a great area of Lake Strumgren. All right. Do you want to handle the fishing rod, or should I? I can do it. Depending on the check. What's a fishing check? 
uh, fishing check. Whoever wants to take it. Um, survival. Ooh, I'd be, yeah, uh, I'd be good at that. Yeah, we'll do like, survival. I have a plus four in my survival. I have sure. plus seven. Mm. Then you can have the fishing rod because you're you clearly <laughs> more adept at fishing, even though you've never been on a boat before. I was. I've been on swamp rafts and I've done lamprey fishing. Okay. And so you're going to be fishing. Olsef is going to be rowing. I'm going to put my feet up and then take a nap. Why don't you play the zipper? That sounds like some fishing. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like we, we have three hours out here. I can yeah. play it. Well, I can should, take a nap. We should drink mead. We have mead. Yeah. yeah. Specifically, you have mead. I share sometimes mm-hmm. when it's convenient. Okay, I'm going to fish. Go ahead. Survival. Guidance. Uh, As I play my Ziffer. Um, you know, you, you cast your line out. Ulseth is rowing you out to the deepest part of the lake, the center? Oh, lake? yes. We'll, we'll go to the... What, okay. Uh, we don't have a, you know, a contour map of the bottom of the lake, I'm guessing, so... But the center of the lake. You know. Presumably one of the, the deeper areas. Mm-hmm. Since it's... You know how most lakes are. So you cast your line out, and after, you know, 10 minutes of it just kind of sitting in the water, and you kind of like slowly reeling it in a little bit here, a little bit there, you you get a bite. And let's see if you're relenting. Go ahead and make a. Why don't you make an athletics? I'll set take over. <laughs> I'm going to inspire you of my beginner zipper plane. (laughs) You have inspiration from your bard. And guidance. And guidance. I think we might have got Storm Grimmy online. 18. That was fast. You pull pull the the fish out. You manage to capture it. And it's a fairly sizable pike. Oh. This is a very mean-looking fish, and it is fairly large, but I do not know that it is Sturmgrimmy. But... <laughs> that's the fish. This fish is large enough to feed a large lake monster, I assume. Mm. So we proved that the ecosystem... Could support. Could support a large the, lake monster. I throw the fish back in. <laughs> yeah, they're not great for eating. No. They are just very slight. Maybe we can find a better fish for eating. Mm-hmm. So I'll cast again. Okay. Can't believe I'm role-playing guidance fish. But oh, there we go. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Cast your line. See what happens. 17 again. All right. I'm not rolling well. I'm retiring that time. You cast out. Again, same technique. Pulling up, pulling up, pulling up, and then grabbing the line. <laughs> guidance. <laughs> I have guidance. It's my strong. Inspiration. I like how you apparently have the skills to cast the line, but not the <laughs> skills to reel it in. Twenty. I, how much inspiration do you have? I can do it four times every long rest. Oh well, I have a twenty-five. Do we want to? Uh, we'll just go with that. Inspiration came after I rolled. You're still inspired, and he gave it to you. You don't have to use inspiration on the cast. You have it for, I think, 10 minutes is the time on Bardic Inspiration. 
So you oh, can probably so get through cast. I'm still inspired from the last inspiration. So, um, thirty-one then. You very easily managed to pull out a large Strumgrimmy. carp. Well, carp is better to eat than yeah. pike. Do you want to keep this, or do you want to use it for bait for Sturmgrimmy? Oh, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Well, use it as bait. Okay. How do you want to use the carp as bait? Um, we uh, put it on the hook. Yeah. It is already on the hook. So we keep it on the hook. Mm-hmm. Do we reinforce it somehow? Well, like, I'm sure it's really attached. Yeah. So you kill the fish, and... No, the fish is still well, alive. It's move. no good if it's dead. We just re- make sure the hook's re- like secure. I'm just wondering how how secure you're trying to make the hook. Just making sure it won't like slip out. Yeah, I bend the hook around so it's like. Um, well, you just jam uh, it into its. Uh... No, just like a ring instead of a hook. Yeah. 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 Okay. Sure. All right. And I'm gonna cast with the carp. All right. Are you sure you said just, why don't you just put the carp back in the water <laughs> instead of to like trying to I'm cast learning the on the go here. <laughs> what are you doing with the carp? I am putting it back in the water. Okay. And we're going to go again to see if we can get the Grimmie on the line. Okay. Go, go I botically inspire the fish. The fish? To attract the Sturmgrimmie. Okay. Okay. Math time. 30. 30. 19 plus 4 plus 7 should be 30. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You... You cast this out, and after... After, like, an hour, it's just... You know, you can feel the carp tugging, well, Seth, I'm assuming you're kind of helping. helping hold it mm-hmm. there. You feel the carp tugging, but then you feel the line go still. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and then the line is pulled very hard. Extra good. <laughs> and I need all three of you to make a dexterity saving throw. Fifteen. Six. Eight. Okay. Soria and Nines, at the sudden pull of this, as Ulseth has planted himself firmly in the boat, and now the boat and the line and everything is being like towed through the water. Soria and Nines lose their balance and you guys both fall off the side splashing into the water and now the boat is being kind of pulled quickly across the lake and also you're still holding on and you can try to do something to reel this in well i'll try at least i'm holding on Mm, that's pretty good uh athletics 28. You you hang on and hang on and you're struggling and pulling and fighting at this thing and the pole is going everywhere and 
you're constantly having to fuss with the reel as you put it in, and then right as you feel like maybe there's a chance, snap. And the line breaks. Make a perception check. Can I also be making one? With disadvantage, since you are in the water here. What if uh, I turn into a beaver? I am scrambling towards whatever the... I'm scrambling to whatever the driest piece of land around me is. You're... Like, the lake is actually pretty large. So you are a good ways out from shore right I will now. come to get you. I have a 17. You have a 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see... And I got 20 with disadvantage. Dang. I have plus seven perception. Okay. Still, Still I mean, that's fairly, fairly good. Did you, did you guidance yourself on that one? Yeah. Okay. I said it. I don't know if you heard me. No, I was just asking if you had. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that was actually pretty impressive uh, on disadvantage. But I'm like, oh, you also get guidance. It's slightly less impressive. Thanks for just <laughs> diminishing my Stormgrim spotting. You both see just this faint sort of like curve rise up out of the water and then go back down. Did it make any sort of noise? I almost had it. It's it was, far off. It was so very close. If there is a noise that I had it makes, it it's valiantly. too quiet to make out. I do have a question. Yeah. Can I turn it into a get beaver me out or of not? Here. I roll quickly to... Um, they don't have a stat block, but I can't turn into anything with a swim speed. Would a beaver have a swim speed? A beaver would presumably have some swim speed, given the amount of time that they spend in the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that I would, so I I'm could. guessing they have a swim speed. I, I was just curious. I roll quickly to uh, where we are. Pick up nines and then Zoria in that order. What, why? <laughs> because oh, yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. nines looks very miserable. <laughs> but we saw Sturm Grimmy for real. And it's I almost fun. landed Sturm Grimmy. It I was so very close. I wasn't. I, almost had I wasn't lying this whole time. No. It actually is real. Wow, we really should have brought Olsef's big heavy-duty rope. Yeah. When DMs are gaslighting their own group, it's great. <laughs> what? Well done. <laughs> that was an amazing adventure, but I do believe uh, Nines is extremely uncomfortable, and uh, we have broken the fishing rod that we should return. Yeah. I roll back. Jesus, we never go back. <laughs> Leave the boat floating out in the lake. <laughs> no. I they didn't ID us or anything, right? You guys, you no, no. We just, worst. I roll back to the, to the boat rental place. Okay. Did we get back within three hours? Yep. Oh, you good. did. We don't have to pay extra. Was that a thing? <laughs> We only rented it for three hours. I don't know. What, what are they going to do? I don't know. Charge us more. Oh, we have to be paid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we returned the boat. Um, you guys it. chose this activity. <laughs> yeah. And we chose 
proved the existence of Sturm Grimming. Sure. So we or tell the story. We tell the story to uh, the people who run the fish, the boat rental place. You should mount this right. fishing rod on the wall. Make a make a persuasion I check, will Seth. Um, 17. All right. Then, um, the, the, the response is basically, nah. You should try it sometime. Nah. Simply put a very, very large okay. carp on the end of your fishing rod and fish out into the center of the lake. You have a very good chance of land, of catching Strimgrimmy. Sure. Sure. Uh, we'll give that a shot someday. Yeah. Yeah. It was quite exciting. Unfortunately, Nines and Zoria um, had to experience it from... And you haven't even offered either of us your towel. <laughs> you do. Thank you. I... Thank you for reminding me. Nines. He's the cat. Yes. Would you like to borrow my towel? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most pissed off cat right now. We will have the company house launder it, so feel free to uh, wipe everything. I try everything. <laughs> Why don't we cheer you up? Let's go to the Blackwell Bar, and you can become a famous musician by playing the Blackwall Bar? Yeah, it's like the nicest bar in town. Uh, I need drink anyway. And I know the owner, apparently. <laughs> All right. You head uh, still rather sopping wet. There's a lot of fur and not nearly enough towel to <laughs> dry all of it. I did buy an extra flush, wonderful towel. Oh, it was a very comfortable towel. Very, very comfortable. <laughs> There's just in. a lot of water. He did buy an extra large because of how big he is. It it would not really matter. <laughs> Have you ever tried to dry a cat? And I know the answer to that <laughs> with this family. <laughs> because you showed me the scars to prove it. <laughs> Hello, bug that just distracted the whole table. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. No, no, We're no. all tabaxi tonight, everyone. Well, then let us proceed to the Blackwell Bar where Nines will entertain everyone. You head to I'm the Blackwell. I'm concerned about drying myself off and drinking right now. They'll have an. It's a nice place. They'll have like towels, probably. <laughs> yeah, this place is nice. It has towels. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so you head to the Blackwell. Yep. The the bouncer looks you up and down, right. waves you in, and then gives nines a little bit of like a what the Storm Grimmy. And then I walk past him. <laughs> Storm? What? And then the other guard is like, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> and you enter the Blackwell. Mm -hmm. I will look for Elaine. She's uh, up on the second floor balcony. 
that overlooks the entryway, talking to a guest. And she looks down, waves at you, and then stops and turns again. See, is now looking at nines and quickly excuses herself from the conversation and comes rushing down the stairs. Dear, you look dreadful. I feel dreadful. Please, allow me to get you into something far more comfortable. This is not the way that you should present yourself in public. Come, dear, come, 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 come. And she... I follow? She leads <laughs> you up the stairs and to um, a private room on the second floor. It said, there are many towers. There's a warm fire set. Please take a moment to dry yourself off. And then she closes the door behind you and it's back out. <laughs> I'll go up to Elaine. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Elaine. Ah, yes, my wonderful Magdalene. How can I help you? I was wondering if you could do me a personal favor. Of course. What can I do? My friend who you just escorted into that room is a very talented musician. And I think he wants to get a little bit more of a name for himself. You know, he has all the skill, but not much exposure. Of I was course. wondering if you would let him play tonight. I'm sure that I can arrange something. Pay me if exposure. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you have that as artist Twitter. This. You're locked he up a, in a room with towels. <laughs> uh, he he does have a little bit of a fee, if that's all right. I'm sure that we could come to some sort of arrangement. If you say that he is as talented as he is, I of course believe you. Or I could set aside um, probably five silver for impromptu payment. That that could probably work. Mm -hmm. I usually pay a bit more, but you understand, yeah, of course. I don't know his qualifications. Uh, That's very fair, but I'm sure next time You'll be so blown away by this performance that next time you'll want to pay him five gold. I probably will. Your taste in music is, of course, renowned. Yes, you know my favorite song. Of course I do. (laughs) (laughs) Well. It's more than a feeling. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The classic Nordfeldian. Yes, everyone knows that. (laughs) You. It is one of your old favorites. Especially on the Zither. Especially on the Zither. Now, if you'll excuse me, other clients to attend to, and I have to alert the stage manager that your friend will be playing at intermission for the band. I poke my head in your room. And you just see me just dry myself vigorously. Nines, I got you a gig. That's great. Five silver. A pain gig? <laughs> no, you pay me five silver. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, yes. It's a paying gig. That's well, that's amazing. a manager if I ever heard of one. <laughs> you play at intermission. How long do I have to play? Um, on disgust. <laughs> <laughs> Till you're done. 
great! I know two songs! <laughs> you could maybe play your lute instead of your zither. Something you know how to play. I talked you up pretty Ocarina, good. Ocarina! Got it! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well, I will finish cleaning up and then we All will right. go down there. The band that's playing is a... a fairly soft jazz band. Oh, it's not an oompa band? No. <laughs> Providing a nice sort of ambience to the room. And have a lovely singer who is serenading the crowd, which is substantial. Most of the booths are filled this evening. It's no bullywug throat singing. No. And when they go on break, the stage manager looks out from the side of the stage and points to nines and just says, because it'll come here, Jester. I pat you on the butt and give you guidance. <laughs> Hooray, guidance. Butt guidance. Grab my loot. That is a loot. <laughs> I am nines, greatest musician ever. You should be happy I'm here. Yay. Yay. The patrons are just kind of confused. This is a little, you know, out of regularity, but they seem all right with this. Like, okay, someone knew. You just want me to roll a performance check? Oh, you you can feel free to do what, if you want to give us a rendition, roll a check, go right ahead. Whatever you'd like, my well, friend. I play loot now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, go. Huzzah. Roll a performance Huzzah. check with advantage, and um, you know, you, you, yeah, you, you can even have DM inspiration if you want, because uh, you inspired me. So there you go. All right, well, I'm going to use a re-roll on that because all of these rolls have been terrible. A, that was a nice sort of blues lick. Uh, that is a 25 with that DM inspiration. That was a fairly paltry set of rolls. <laughs> wow. All right. I, I mean, you put on a, a good performance. People seem to be kind of perking up like, oh, wow. Uh, that was just some rando that came on the stage, but... That was no rando. That, that was, was nice. a talented rando. Is kind of like the that's the general tenor of the crowd's conversations going on, um, and people seem to be interested in your music. And when you get back to the table, a patron has even sent you a drink. I'm going to walk around the room, changing my voice to different voices and just being like, "Wow, that nines was pretty amazing. <laughs> wow, I love that nines. He should play again." <laughs> You do that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, you have little little discs of recordings of his music that you can be selling to the crowd. I don't do arcane magic. Perhaps some uh, tunics with designs stitched into them have like no, just, dates of appearance. Just trying to talk nines up to the crowd. Mm -hmm. 
people seem actually pretty enthusiastic about nines. Uh, you actually get from the, the curtain side of the stage, you, you get a little bit of a glare from the other band, just like, screw you. Oh, and I you just point them out like, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Vicious mockery. They <laughs> roll for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> oh, battle of the bands. <laughs> oh. So, um, yeah. yeah, a fairly successful performance. Mm -hmm. You even got a free drink out of it. And, and five, five silver. silver. And I'm adding five silver. <laughs> So there you go. So, Elaine, what did you think? As usual, dear, your tastes were impeccable. Maybe you'd like to book him later this week? I think I could probably arrange that. I have an open evening sometime late next week. I believe it's Friday night. And you do Friday night? Yes, I am completely open. <laughs> then consider it booked. You should have the stage for the evening. And it pays. Oh, I will gladly pay you, well, four gold for that. Four gold. Five gold. <laughs> yeah, this is your first playing gig in your life. <laughs> I want more. <laughs> My dear, I can offer four gold, but if you'd like, I can also provide complimentary beverages backstage. Okay, but they also get the complimentary beverage. Of course. Then we have deal. I shall shake your very slow glitchy hand right now. <laughs> <laughs> we fit that predictable time of day where Nines' internet Sorry, craps out. Sorry, it's genetic condition. <laughs> this... Nines' internet connection brought to you by AT&T. Wow. With that successful concert, let's head back. Yes, we head back to the company of Blades. All right. When you get back and bed down for the evening, the uh, steward simply nods and says, oh, were you able to find Sturmgrimmy? Oh, yeah. Yes, I had caught him. I had almost brought him to the boat. It was a great battle. Of course. I'm very glad to hear it. You enjoyed your day? It was a very good day. It was not quite as good as a pretzel day, but it was a very good day. Of course. Is there anything that I can get the three of you? What time is it? It's fairly late at night. I go to the buffet and have a... I don't know, what do they have, like little sweets left over, petty forks. Yeah, there's some sweets and a couple, yeah, basically just some like smattering of desserts okay. and then a few pieces of meat. I'll have uh, a little bit of dessert and a cup of tea. Okay. I'll have some cheese and that's It's very satisfying. <laughs> Nines, you have been frozen. I have this a whole turkey. <laughs> the face that I, I don't know if your internet connection's long our faces to come through on your end but your face right now is frozen and just like a 
It's marvelous. It's very you, good. You are, you know, positively. You guys are just fine. You I, had, you obviously had an extremely good performance day. You are very pleased with yourself. The uh, <laughs> you, you, right now, you're your very own Bella Swan. You're, you are a Bradley Swan right now, and uh, and I want to practice lock picking. Okay, go ahead and roll percentile dice. 97. 97. Yep, 97. Okay. Then, at that point, you bid down, fall asleep, and we will end the show for this week there. The high note of, quite literally in this case, Nines' performance and uh, the apparent discovery of Sturm Grimmie. Mm -hmm. Next week, we'll pick it back up with the arrival of the Arcane Masters. Oh, tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So, thank you everyone for watching. Remember, we are off on July 4th, and then we'll be back the following week on July 11th. We wish all of you a very safe and happy holiday. Love you guys, and we'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.